his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! You're listening to the sports show. The sports desk. <laughs> hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And happy new year. From the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk, man, it is so glad to be back. I am here once again, one of your favorite sportsologists, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And remember, people, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. We are back. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are joined once again by our guy. Go on and introduce yourself, man. What's going on, fellas? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, listeners. It's your man's Tyrone Cobble. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We have our guy, Cedric Farr, here, our college football correspondent. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the college football world. And why not have said in the building one more time? But before we get it kicked off, Black and said, <clears throat> and this I'm really talking to Black, but you know, said, you know, I'm pretty sure you have a lot to say uh, about what um I'm about to say. So this past uh, Wednesday night was the uh, the Cotton Bowl, and in the Cotton Bowl you had the Florida Gators versus the Oklahoma Sooners. You had the SEC runner up against the Big Twelve champion, and we all know what happened, guys. Oklahoma came in there, and as I tweeted. All night long, the Sooners are putting on a clinic. The Sooners are putting on a clinic. And throughout the midst of me tweeting, I was bombarded. I was attacked by three gentlemen altogether. Koppel was one of them. James Dangerman was another. And the great Freddie Bricks uh, was another. And there were some other people I didn't even know in there was uh, chiming in. to kind of try to set me straight on me talking all the trash I was on the Florida Gators. But, Black, this is the one thing that I want to talk about uh, with that game. I'm not here to talk about the stats. I'm not even here to talk about the final score. I'm here to talk about the excuses. The Florida Gators had many players that did not participate in this Cotton Bowl. But so did the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma Sooners didn't have nine starters. Nine starters did not play in this Cotton Bowl. And there was another game that I watched from beginning to end. We were just talking about that game before the show. We were talking about the Peach Bowl with the Georgia Bulldogs against Cincinnati Bearcats. Georgia Bulldogs, 12 players did not play. Starters, 12 did not start. Pretty competitive game between the Bearcats and the Bulldogs, but the Gators and the Sooners were not a competitive game. And I want to say this to all you Florida Gator fans out there. It's okay to get your brains beat in. <laughs> it's okay for you not to make an excuse. Must I remind y'all three weeks ago you lost to Brad Johnson Jr.? Yeah, you lost to those guys. And the week after that, competitive, almost, but almost doesn't count to the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then you end your season on a three-game losing streak, potentially losing your head coach as well. And the Florida Gators aren't who we thought they were. They weren't who we thought they were. So all you out there who have a lot of things to say to me, I'm going to say to you what I was tweeting. Hey, man, I'm just watching what's on TV. Like, you got any thoughts on that, man? Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very shocked that, uh, it went like that for Florida. I didn't see Florida ending this on a three game losing streak. And mm -hmm. then going into that cotton bowl after being in a competitive fight with Alabama, mm -hmm. going into that cotton bowl, cotton bowl, I thought Florida would make a statement in that game. Mm -hmm. I thought they would make a statement, but man, to get beat 55 to 20, mm -hmm. Starters out. Oklahoma had starters out. I don't know. It just I guess when you're not playing for something, 
bigger. I guess you're just uh, not interested, as people would say. Yeah. But I feel you dealing the excuses. Yeah. From everybody. Yeah. Uh, usually, usually when you're trying to. You're on a high for your team. It's, the excuses come with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand. You try to defend your team. And it's and it's okay. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I was able to see the backlash you were getting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, why is it so... Why are they going so hard on my homeboy? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Sid was going in. Dangleman mm-hmm. was going in. Fred mm-hmm. was going... I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to me. I thought the most the focus should have been on why did we lose fifty five to twenty instead of attacking you. I mean, I'm you just know, recording what I saw on television. I thought I thought my man said just would have been like you know what and took that on the chin and be like bro you're right but it didn't go that way. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, ain't, I ain't giving him that much credit. Uh, but, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's kind of heartbreaking for the Florida Gators. Am, am I happy? Was I laughing? Yes, I was. But I picked Florida to do great things this year. Mm. And they let me down the one time that I that I have picked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cedric Farr, you know, you're sitting right there, all quiet as you can be, waiting your turn. <laughs> uh, go ahead and respond. Say it to basically what me and Black, you know, put out there. I for one didn't make any excuses. Mm-hmm. You can go check my timeline. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about players sitting out. <laughs> that wasn't me. So he want to lumps everybody in this big old. <laughs> Gators, nah, that wasn't me. Um, I guess uh, the main thing, my problem was the uh, effort that was given. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any effort from the defense. Was I shocked? No, because the defense haven't gave any effort all year. Mm-hmm. Offensively, it just he ain't have no rapport with them guys, mm-hmm. and they only practiced three times mm-hmm. leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Is that an excuse? Is that I'm not saying that's an excuse. It's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but as far as like the the banter that was going on on Twitter, I think a lot of our frustration with you, Dedrick, we never heard anything about Florida State all year. Mm-hmm. Incorrect, but go ahead. No, I'm saying <laughs> we didn't. No, we you had more analysis on the Gators than anybody. Mm-hmm. You said you watched the games. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any FSU games? I did. I don't recall. I did. Go I back and recall. listen to the archives. I, you can watch. I, I was you here can. for most of the shows. Okay, I watched. Not, that, 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 I don't recall. I, I don't recall. recall. I, I didn't. Okay. Matter of fact, we didn't get no segments. That's how bad it was. <laughs> no segments this year. So mm-hmm. that's where a lot of our frustration was. What was this energy with your own team? Okay. You checked out week three. Not true, but go ahead. Week it wasn't. They only played nine games. Uh-huh. So when was it, D? I was there the whole time. You was at the whole the whole time. Yeah, critiquing my team. Critiquing the whole my team. Critiquing the whole okay, team. Okay. Well, I want positive. Okay. Well, okay. you want to know something, said? But we, that's the thing. that was our beef with Dedrick. Okay. That was our beef with Dedrick. Okay. It's like, bro, every week on here we seeing Gators, Gators, Gators. Bro, don't you like FSU? Yeah, I do. And then when we were winning, I didn't see no dang boy. Florida did their thing. That's not true. I, don't I gave them. I gave them the utmost you respect did. each you and did. every week. I gave Kyle Trask my utmost space each and every week until y'all said it was like Trevor Lawrence during week 10 before the LSU game. Not you particularly, but the synopsis of college football. I'm just saying not you. I'm just saying not you. But, but, it's a, but even with that, though, okay. did Kyle Trask have a better season than yeah, yeah. statistically? No, I said that. But I just said overall he's not a better I ain't nobody, I, You didn't hear me I say nothing about no Trevor Lawrence being better than I said not you. I just said the synopsis But I think that's, there. speaking for Dagman and Freddie, that's where our frustration it was. Okay. What was this? I ain't. We ain't hear nothing about FSU all year. Not true, but okay. But bro, bro, that's usually how it goes. When Florida sucks, 
Florida fans usually put a lot of attention into Florida State when we're doing well. Mm-hmm. We're not doing well, so we're going to put a lot of attention into what y'all are not doing right. Mm-hmm. So that usually happens uh-huh. year in and year out when the years are bad for us. We all didn't have bad years. Uh-huh. You know, I... It's recent. No. They ain't been as recent no. as ours. Oh, well, we all have had them. <laughs> you know, we tend to put a little, a little more attention on a team who's doing better. And when they slip up, it just get, it just get blown up. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, it is what it is. I'm just a, just a little disgusted, man, at how Florida is. This got to be like the worst defense I've ever seen at Florida since I've been. It's been a while. It, since I've since it's been a since I've been able to understand Florida and Florida State rivalry. It's been a while. Like it's been a long time, and it's horrible. Like that cost them games, man. Yeah, but it's, that really cost like, them I've games. I've been said. I think it's Dan Mullen. I don't think he's a great CEO, so to speak. Okay. Um, I just think he's a great officer. Wow, not a great CEO mm, to me. Okay. I mean, I'm just looking at the grand scheme. We got a kid that's at Lee. He's gonna go to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you probably know Ohio damn. State. Come on, man. Would you at like that's Ohio a great State? Not a great school. I, but that's a great. So school. you mean to tell me you're seeing something wait Ohio State? And Why Florida's not? Right there? If Why he not? if he want if he wants a, an experience I'm there, just, I'm just saying. Well, that shows more so on me on Dad Mullen than me. I can't. I think you're you being a little too harsh on that. Yeah, say you it. can't say that. If you got a kid who's been living in this city his whole life, you don't know what that kid's circumstance. He gets outside this city, he see things that he never seen before, and he likes. That's that's his decision to want to go there. That's not I'm a blackout on the head coach because the kid want to get a change and player opportunity as well. You know these well, kids want to play right, right away. I'll said. just give you an example. When I can't compare these two, but I'm just comparing the situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Urban Meyer was here, that didn't happen. Okay. If Nick Saban was here or a Dabo or a Kirby, that don't happen. Them kids gonna okay. leave that area. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, you gotta get a man that's just who said he turned he turned things around for y'all. You know what I'm saying? He did. Ten win seasons, you gotta respect back to back. That. Back to back. Right. Like You're absolutely right. But you can't say he ain't a leader of men because he absolutely are. I'm now, not the saying coach that. Before him said, wasn't a leader I said of men. He was a great offensive guy. He's just not a dog on the, the trail. And like if you don't like the recruiting, everything I read, he doesn't like recruiting. And it shows to me. So well, we'll see. We'll we'll see. But you know, let's 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 go back to what this opening segment was all about. It was yeah. about the excuses from the Florida faithful about their putrid and disgusting performance in the uh, Cotton Bowl. That's what this whole conversation was about. Now we'll get in more into the Florida Gators. We definitely will as we get to our college football segment. But I just wanted to let everybody out there know. Listen, don't that attack you me. You flow. <laughs> you flow. Don't attack you me. You flow. Because well, I'm sitting in the third mic, you shouldn't have your flow. I'm sitting in the comfort of my home, watching television, and this game just so happened to be up there. And I go to Twitter to just kind of state the facts, and I get attacked. And don't the, attack me. The TV don't lie. The Do TV it, ain't lie. <laughs> it don't lie. All right, all right, man. So we're gonna get back into college football in just a tad bit, but we got a lot to talk about here today. We're glad to be back. This is our first episode of the new year. Again, happy new year to everybody. We hope everybody had a safe, fun, healthy. A holiday with their family and their loved ones. But we're going to talk some uh, more college football. We're going to talk the uh, playoff that took place this weekend. We're going to talk the Heisman that uh, is going to be decided this Tuesday. Um, we're going to go into the National Football League. The playoffs will be here next weekend. We're in week 17 currently. 
Uh, the game we're watching, we're at halftime, Packers and Bears. I believe the Packers is leading at 21 to 10 or something like that. And then we're going to talk a little bit of the National Basketball Association uh, as well. Oh, let me back up. We will be talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars accomplishing, getting the number one pick overall. We have a feast at the table for the Jaguars at the moment. We have new debates. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. We are going to get into it. And yes, if we can get them on the line, we will be calling the one, the only, Freddie Briggs. But let's go ahead and start the show, man. Let's go ahead and get into our starts, bench, or cut. You're listening to the sports show. The sports desk. Gangsta Grace! Maybach music. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? All right, all right, all right. Black, I was sitting back the other day, man, and I was watching quite a few things um, at one time because, you know, here at the sports desk, we are fortunate enough to have the links. So I was watching the uh, Lakers and the Spurs game. I was watching the, uh, I think it was the Orange Bowl. It was one of them games I was on at the same time. And I was watching a little throwback UFC. UFC had a marathon on at the same time of the greatest KOs of the past year. So I was like, man, I wonder what Black would say. Which one would he go with? So Black, we're going to line all three of these sports up, man. We're going to start bitch and cut basketball. Football and combat sports. And for you, MMA and boxing all in one. Combat sports. Black, what you starting? What you bitching? What you cutting, Black? I know it's easy for said, but basketball, football, or combat sports. What you rolling with, Black? Uh, let's make it hard on you at the gate, my boy. Yeah! I have to start combat sports. Ooh. I have to bench basketball, mm. and I have to cut NFL. Wow. I'm not surprised what you started. I am surprised at what you benched, though. Uh, for myself, I'm going to start basketball. I am starting basketball. I am going to bench combat sports, and I'm also going to cut football. I am going to cut football, my boy. Cedric Farr, go ahead and make this easy for us, man. What you starting, what you benching, what you cutting? I'm starting football. <laughs> the way I feel about basketball, I might watch a combo, a combat. <laughs> okay, I ain't expect to say that. <laughs> on, oh, you catch me on the right day, but nah, I'm a bench basketball and then cut uh, combat sports. 10-4. 10-4, I knew said would say that, so that's no uh, surprises for my guy. All right, man, we're going to come out of that. We're going to go to our sign of the week. Now, did anybody happen to catch... The Mississippi State Brawl. Yes. On yes. TV. That uh, was. The other day. I think that's the best one I've seen since the Miami one. That one's up there. Boy. I mean, when I initially saw it, I didn't, like, it getting slow down in my on, on my eyes until I got home. Because I saw the clip on Bleach Report when I was at work. So, I didn't really see some of the licks that was thrown. Mm -hmm. But whoever dog was, number 17, who ran down the sideline and jumped on the bitch and kicked dog in the chest with his cleat. Boy, you flaw, boy. And kept moving. Yeah. <laughs> kept running. Kept moving. <laughs> boy, I just want to say to you, you are flaw. And I hope that young man got a chance to square up with you. 
later on. Because that was wild, bro. Bro, had to see me, man. Definitely. So I'm going to play the clip. Kirk Herbstreet was just, T was just bothered by this. And he called out Mike Leach. Mike Leach. On a, a college game day the next morning. So listen to what Kurt Herbstreit had to say. And I'm going to see if you guys agree with that. If the officials and the coaches will not police the game as it escalates in the first quarter, into the second quarter, and the chirpiness, and all this just keeps building, the, eventually the players will police it themselves. And, and we've all seen that, maybe not to this extreme. So the officials have to have more authority for us to be able to say that we got a, a better feel for this. If the coaches, Mike Leach should be embarrassed. His post-game interview and what he said, hey, it's football. Hey, it's physical. <laughs> it's going to happen. Are you kidding me, Mike? You should be embarrassed about your program and what it did. And then after the game, the guy's being proud, high-five and walking off. This is a black eye for the sport. Maybe you don't care about the sport, dude. I, I mean, that's that's it's it's as bad as it could be watching that for people that are sitting around watching college football and that breaks out. I mean, it's just another it's another black eye for the college for college football. Now, <laughs> I played uh, sports in high school and I've been a part of youth leagues. And I know about the camaraderie when you're on the team and you develop a brotherhood with you know, your teammates, you know, it, it's just what happens. And I want to say to Kirk Herbstreet, if he just so ever happened to hear this, this wasn't a black guy for college football. You want to know what this was, Kirk? This was unity. This was unity. When you got teams who brawl and scrap against one another, these young men are telling you that they are tighter than ever. They'll go to war with they, uh, their, the brother on the left of them and on the right of them any day against any team. I appreciated the fact that them two schools was brawling like never before. I appreciated it, my boy. Mike Leach did the right thing, if you ask me. Mike, what Mike Leach, what Mike Leach gonna do? You think he's gonna get down there and break something up? Y'all see what happened to Dan Mullen when he tried to break up a fight early in the year? Down he goes. <laughs> I mean, Mike Leach was over there with his, his family and the Mississippi State alum taking photos. Now, I had no problem with that. I did it. Now, Mike Leach, when he recognized what was going on, he did go down there and try to get everybody. But Kirk, relax. This is not the 1960s, my guy. If somebody tries black, I'm throwing the left. I don't care if they just say, hey, if I look at black and he looking crazy, I'm throwing the left. And that's what these teams have. They have camaraderie. I, for one, appreciated those two schools having each other's back the way that they did. But you had anything on that scrummish? See, bro, it's, it's, it's 2021, and I was trying to refrain. Mm -hmm. Refrain from starting my year off with a shut the hell up, Kurt. Oh, my God. Shut the hell up, Kurt oh Herbstreet. This is why, this is the reason why I do not like you. Oh, Lord. Not only being a Florida juicer and Ohio State juicer, you just... You're just horrible. Like, let these kids be kids. It's all fun. I, I really was entertained. I was too. It was very exciting to me. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I went back and looked at it multiple, multiple times. It was very, yeah, very too. exciting. Oh, me too, yeah. But it's like D said, bro, it's, it's a brotherhood. Like, you try my homeboy, you trying us all. I could be sitting on the sideline and D could be playing a sport. If I see you trying to get my homeboy, I'm coming on the field. They gonna have to kick me out. <laughs> So I loved everything I seen about it. I loved the Miami one a few years back. Who was that? They was playing. That's like, by you. That's by you. Atlanta, oh, yeah. I, they was throwing helmets and all kinds of stuff. They was getting busy. In that one. And, but I really enjoyed this. Like seeing it, I was like, oh, Camaraderie. yeah, they, they, they into it. Yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah, and, and if you and if you want to talk smack before the game, bro, you're going to have to get You're going to have to see me. You know? 
Simple as that. So Kirk Herb Street, shut the hell up, man. My goodness. Cedric Farr, anything on Kirk's synopsis on the brawl between Mississippi State and Tulsa? I don't know. It's he forgot how this sport really was. Mm-hmm. We can all attest to this. <laughs> Florida, Florida State at yeah, the end of the year. You're we right. at the 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either the Gator head or the similar head. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, one of the years, 98, 99, 2000, a fight broke out, out and Mm -hmm. our best safety got ejected. Mm -hmm. Or Teague, I think it was Teague. Uh, It was one of them guys back in the day, but I just, it's. Yeah, one of them. We've seen it It was Ratliff, I remember that. It was -hmm. was somebody, but anywho, it just happens. It happens. happens. The only thing I can say to that, we knew that with Florida, Florida State. I don't, I've never seen, who was the team? It was Hosta. Tulsa. I didn't know Tulsa and Mississippi State had beef, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. what made it like, wow, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, watch the game, but I heard it was chippy from the get go. So, yeah, uh, what Shannon Sharp say when uh, emotions are high, logic is low. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I enjoyed it. It was funny to me, especially yeah. all the gifs and memes and everything that came out of it. So. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it as well. Kirk Hershey, he just got to kind of relax. I don't know, people. Uh, I'm, I'll post this clip on our uh, Instagram, but pay attention to Desmond Howard's face when Kirk Hershey was talking. Desmond mm. Howard was like, "Bro, you tripping, bro? Relax. <laughs> it's not that serious." You know, he went looking at David Pollard was kind of like, yeah, you know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Kirk Hershing was a little tight. He was a little too tight for my liking, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Kirk is cool, man. Sometimes it actually really has to go down. All right, man. So we're going to introduce a new segment here to the sports desk. Uh, we're going to be bringing in the top five here and there. But we're going to introduce uh, a brand new segment. Me and Black were, um, you know, brainstorming and and seeing what we could come up with, man, to give y'all something new and something different uh, uh, to the sports day. So, you know how you have your uh, uh, You Got Most, and you know how you have you got your uh, your Come On Mans. Well, Black made a phrase very famous. Uh, <laughs> probably, man, last summer? Maybe last summer, Black had the epic rant, uh, Deontay Wilder and um, Tyson Fury. And this is the soundbite that came from that that everybody knows so famously. What? what did you do in camp? And that's right. Welcome to What Did You Do in Camp? Each week, me and Black will see things from the sports world where we have to simply ask, Boy, what? what did you do in camp? All right. So, Black, you ready to get going, man? Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. So, Black, man, I'm very, very interested, man. What did you do in camp? Talk to me, man. All what right. is your what did you do in camp moment of the week? All right, the very the, the first moment of what did you do in camp goes to Luther Campbell, mm. boxer. Uh, last uh, night he fought Ryan. <laughs> uh, he fought Ryan Garcia last night in a big time boxing match, which was very entertaining. Over the seven rounds, uh, Luther Campbell knocked down Ryan Garcia, but Ryan Garcia came back in the seventh round and landed a vicious body shot, and your guy Ryan Garcia, I mean, and your guy Luther Campbell goes to the ground gasping for air. So, Luther Campbell, what did you do in training camp? What did you do in camp? Did you do your stomach rolls? Did you do your sit-ups? What did you do? Because you, you could not handle that body shot, and my guy, you are... This week's What Did You Do in Camp moment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to put that video clip on our uh, Instagram so you can see the way that Mr. Luther fell down to the ground. <laughs> I mean, my man should have really got back in the gym and work on those abs, like Black said. All right, my, I have one this week as well. My What Did You Do in Camp moment of the week goes to Dabble Sweeney. 
Dabo, you get up here and you and and chirp, chirp like a bird and say that the Ohio State Buckeyes are no better than the 11th ranked team in the country. Well, I guess they, they uh, are not the 11th ranked team in the country due to the beatdown that they gave you, Mr. Lawrence, and the entire Tigers uh, organization uh uh, this past weekend. So Dabo Sweeney, man, maybe you should have did a little bit more coaching. Maybe you should have did a little bit more work on the dry erase board. Maybe you should have did something for y'all to get beat like that. Say what you got on that, man. I got a what did you do in camp? Mm. ACC, 0-6 in bowl games this year. <laughs> okay. Two teams in the playoffs beat by 20-plus points. Or one team. Notre Dame ain't our team. They so, were this year. Okay. They Tempo. represented y'all in the ACC championship. So what did y'all do in camp? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's good. good. What did you do in camp? That's good. That's good. Say it, you are correct. I have no rebuttal. I mean, ACC was god awful. God awful, uh, man. This bowl season, man. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and see. <laughs> so you're going to get that segment each and every week uh, right here on the Sports Desk. The what did you do in camp moment. Boy, what? what did you do in camp? Of the week. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into our tweet of the week, man. I've seen a couple uh, interesting, funny tweets um, throughout the week, man. And, um, yeah, let's just go Let's go ahead and get started. Let me go ahead and pick me a, pick me a song, man. Um, one of my wrestling songs. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. You know I love. You know I love. We are the nation. The domination. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our tweets of the weeks, and let's start with Stephen A. Smith. This is straight BS. For the second year of the row in the college football playoff, this kid from Clemson gets thrown out. His name is Skalaski, is ejected for targeting. What is the, what's the guy supposed to do? Stand straight up and tackle? I mean, come on. This is BS. I feel so bad for that kid. Why even play defense? Up next, LeBron James to Dabo Sweeney. I'm looking forward to seeing what Dabo's answer is when they ask him, does he still think the Ohio State Buckeyes are the 11th team, 11th ranked team in the country? Of course, LeBron from Ohio repping uh, the Buckeyes, uh, showing a little shade to uh, Dabo Sweeney. And last but not least, this one made me roll over to the floor. We all know that Shaq is a hater of the new generation. He doesn't really like too many players from the new generation, and he took a stab at Rudy Gobert. He said, this should be an inspiration to all little kids out there. If you average 11 points in the NBA, you too could get $200 million. He's basically saying Rudy Gobert's trash for getting $200 million for averaging 11 points and 15 rebounds uh, in his career. He was rewarded that extension uh, this offseason. So Shaq always got something to say about the new generation, man. And, um... Sometimes it's funny, but sometimes I do think that Shaq is just straight hating. You that know, was, and that was warranted. Yeah, and it Shaq was got paid, so Shaq can't come sure. from a aspect sure. of. I agree. Uh, I agree with Shaq on that. Money, but that's ridiculous. He wanted more. He, the boy wanted the supermax. He did Supermax. get some max. Because he won them defensive player of the year. He got back That's to back. Why. Defensive player of the year. Back to back. So, yeah, man, that was from Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, and those are our tweets of the week. All right, man. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into some college football, man. What? what did you do in camp? Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Yeah! 
All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it, man. Some college football. Um, this this is our last full segment of college football for the year. We'll have a little bit more with the national championship game approaching us uh, next week, but this will be our last full segment of college football. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. The college football playoff took place this weekend. We had the Rose Bowl. We had the Irish and the Crimson Tide. And then later that night, we had the Sugar Bowl. We had the Tigers and the Buckeyes in primetime TV this past Saturday night. Um, Let's go ahead and kick off with the uh, Rose Bowl because there ain't much to talk about. Let's go, let's go around the room, fellas. Let's start with Notre Dame and Alabama. Black, what was your take on that game? Any... Were you surprised in any way, shape, or form, or did you have any takes truly about the outcome in this game? Uh, really no takes. You know, we spoke on this in uh, on our last episode. We knew that Alabama would, would drag them, you know, and just make it very embarrassing for Notre Dame. Notre Dame did not belong in this playoff. Mm-hmm. And I said that they did not belong in this playoff because what I seen when they played Clemson the second time, as a team, is not deserving of being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Alabama just proved that even more with a dominating win. So shout out to Mac Brown, Devontae Smith, and those Mac, guys, Nigel Mac Harris. Jones, Mac Jones. Jones. Mac Jones, I'm sorry. And uh Nigel Harris and Devontae Smith and those guys on getting a big win and getting to the national championship. Yeah. Said anything on the Rose Bowl, Irish, and the Crimson Tide. No, nah, I ain't got that to say. We all knew that was gonna happen. I think um, Notre Dame is like 0-6 since. Yep. Owen something, getting in big games like Owen oh, seven, Owen oh, seven, six, yep. seven, whatever. But we all knew it was coming, especially if you couldn't handle Clemson. What you think of, uh, right? Uh, Alabama number one Alabama team was gonna do, but right. I watched it just you know to have sure because I love football. But I knew I wasn't expecting anything. I wish, honestly, I uh, I think I was telling somebody I napped during the wrong game. I was sleeping during the uh, Georgia game by mistake, and then mm. I was wide awake for that mm. foolishness. So. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. The Rose Bowl was god awful. I mean, how many times are we gonna let Notre Dame into the college football playoff when they don't deserve to be? Texas A and M should have been there. The Aggies should have been there. The Irish lost by three thousand points in the AC Championship game. How in God's green earth do you put them in the playoff? How do you reward them for that performance they put up against the Tigers? How? But you did anyway, college football playoff, because we got the blue bloods, we got the prestige, we got the. Who cares? Almighty dollar. Who cares? <laughs> Once again, 31-14, Nick Saban had a field day on Notre Dame. Brian Kelly is a decent coach. I will give him that, and he does recruit well. But he ain't a big-time coach. He's not going to win you big games. He's not going to win you a national championship. He's not. As long as Nick Saban's running around, Dabo Sweeney is running around, look like Ryan Day is running around, it's not going to happen for him. I told y'all Ian Book wasn't that boy. Now, y'all told me that I need to give Ian Book his flowers because he beat the number one team in the country. I told y'all I wasn't doing that because he beat the number one team in the country with that best, without their best player. And then a couple of weeks later, what happened? Blowout in the ACC title game. So I'm not surprised. Crimson Tide dominate. I want to salute Devontae Smith. This man is special. He's special, man. His, he, the way he just moves on the field is incredible. To me, it's incredible, man. I just want to tip my hat to him. And Mac Jones, man, had a great, great day. Hours moving on. No surprise here. I'm mad I gave them that much time. 
All right, let's go on to the Sugar Bowl, the main event, so to speak. Everyone was looking forward to this game. The rematch from last year's semifinal in the Fiesta Bowl uh, with the college football playoff where the Tigers survived 29-23, I believe it was, to advance to the national title game. Wasn't the case this time. Ohio State came to play redemption or revenge, whichever mm. word you want to use. They got it. 49-28 Buckeyes advance to the national championship game. What a day for Justin Fields. What a day. Black, what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? And who do you put this loss on? Do you put this loss on Dabble or do you put this on the players for Clemson? Well, first of all, shout out to Ohio State, man, on uh, a dominating performance. Absolutely. Um, I put this on Dabble. I think it's a time as a as a as a coach, and this and I think this is what separates him and Nick Saban. You just gotta go out and let your boys play football and shut your mouth. You don't see Nick Saban who on this and that about his team. His team go, goes out, do their job, and that's why they have the results that they have. He don't come in here talking about what my team missed and my team met or this team is not that. Shut your mouth and be the football coach and just make sure your team is ready to play. The Clemson Tigers were not ready to play against Ohio State. And we all three are sitting here watching a lot of college football. We all know in one sport where revenge happens at is college football. Because these kids have nothing to lose If you play a team A year prior And then they have another chance to play you again More than likely that team that lost Is going to win Mm -hmm. the next year And and it's hard to be your team Twice in college football Mm -hmm. These kids have nothing to lose And you you already beat them Mm -hmm. So I believe that revenge played Had a lot to do in this game And Justin Fields wasn't going to be denied in this football game He wasn't Mm -hmm. Do you know the backdrop on this story to me, and I had to look and I had to think about it. I said, well, damn. Him and Trevor Lawrence has been tied at the hip since they were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields being from Kennesaw, Georgia, and uh, Trevor Lawrence being from Cartersville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. They always saw each other in Pop Warner, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and now in college. Mm-hmm. So you do you really think Justin Fields was like, man, I've been playing, playing behind this kid and dealing with this kid all my life, and you think I'm going to allow him already being taken as the number one pick in the draft beat me for a second time? No, sir. I will not have that. So it was very impressive to see these kids who's been battling their whole life since they've been able to play football. Battling their whole life and see a dominate performance like that from Justin Fields. I thought it was amazing. Did it bother me a little bit? Yes, because I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence go out again on top, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but I don't feel bad. Justin, Justin Fields <clears throat> did what he was supposed to do. And shout out to them on getting a big win against Clemson. Said anything. Well, I know you got something, but said what was your takes from this game all around? Uh, same thing I'm a, I asked Black, I'm going to ask you. Was this loss so much more on Dabble Sweeney or was it so much on the players uh, for Clemson? I mean, a route, really, 49-28. I think more so on Dabble. was like when you talk that talk and that big boy talking to me, you got to make sure your guys is ready. Mm. And um, I don't know. Is Brent Venable starting to look shaky? Cause that's two years in a row he done got routed in mm-hmm. important games. So I don't know if it's kind of chinks in the armor or they just young. I know they got this. I don't know. It's just that year they had with those front four. That was just crazy. Mm-hmm. They just getting none. They had to blitz or anything like that. But they hadn't been the same since. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just think this more so on Dabo and not having his team ready. And but I did. I agree with what he said though, as far as Ohio State, because it wasn't fair. In the sense of they played six games. That I was, agree. They took the least path 
to get to where they needed to get to. I agree. And uh, the greatest analogy I heard of that is like when you got a valedictorian in school, you don't take somebody that been to school half a year hmm. and somebody that been to school a whole year and facts. Well, he had higher grades. No, it's who has the who's done it the most. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's all on Dabo and his team. But they not going nowhere. They'll be right there next year. Mm-hmm. You know what, Dabo? You make me sick. <laughs> you sit up here the week before and you raw and you raw and you raw against the Buckeyes, knowing that you got to go play these guys. Correction, your players got to go play these guys. Why add this pressure to these boys? Why give more bulletin board material to these boys? The Buckeyes already got a, a, a red circle painted around that paw anyway from what happened last year, losing in the semifinal game. And Dabble, what do you do repeatedly? You beat on your chest in front of the media. You talk down on the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes program, even though I agree with said and, and their, their, their journey to the playoff wasn't tough at all, if you ask me. But they're there. They ain't nothing we can do about it. This is the point that you have, and you added pressure to your team. We get to this game. We're 7-0. Clemson. March right down the field, no problem. You stop the Buckeyes, you come right back 7-0. You're marching down the field. And then I seen something. I seen somebody, because their offensive play caller wasn't available because he was uh, out with COVID. So, allegedly, Dabo Sweeney took control of the play call in the Middle East. And what did I see? I see Trevor Lawrence throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing and bootlegging and bootlegging and up the middle. And I start saying to myself, well, where in God's green earth is Travis Ntien? <laughs> Where's the all-time leading rusher in mm. ACC history? Where's number nine? I'm looking at these stats. You want to know how many times Travis Ntien touched his ball black in the college playoff mm. semifinal? Mm. He touched it 10 times. Horrible. He touched it 10 times. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 48 times. Now, granted, you look, if I call these stats out to you, hey, boy, Black, Trevor Lawrence had 33 for 48, 400 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. What would you tell me? They won. They didn't win. <laughs> because Ohio State did what Clemson should have done when they were up 7-0. They ran the ball. Black, you know this kid, Trey Sermon, correct? Mm-hmm. This kid who's rushed over 7,000 yards in two games. <laughs> Compared, see... Justin Fields get all the love and the respect for this win, and rightfully so. You come out and go 22 for 28 for 385 and six tubs, you deserve to get that conversation. But you want to know why he was able to keep busting Clemson over the head? Because of Mr. Trey Sermon, who mm-hmm. carried the ball 31 times. Crazy. So Dabo Sweeney and your coaching staff, you mean to tell me that Trey Sermon is more valuable to the team than Travis NTN. The answer to that is no, he's not. NTN got disrespected. He came back to school for this. NTN could have been a first-round uh, pick last year. But he came back to school for this and touched the ball 10 times in the biggest game of the season. And it's all because of you, Dabble Sweeney. You got up there and you felt yourself and you beat your chest a little bit too hard and you put it all on Trevor. You put it all on Trevor. And that was not fair to Mr. Lawrence, even though he had a great performance. Even though he had a great performance, you put it all on Mr. Lawrence. So, Dabo Sweeney, this one is on you. You let your team down. You let those kids down. That defense shouldn't have been in the position they was in. They shouldn't have been in that position. Because I, because the Clinton Tigers should have been up either 10 to nothing or 14 to nothing midway through the first quarter. And I personally think if that was the case, the game plan probably changed just a little bit for the Buckeyes. But it didn't. Tip of the cap, 
Justin Fields, Ryan Day, you guys deserved it, man. 49-28, you guys advanced to the national championship. All right, man, let's go straight to the national title game, man. Now, next time y'all hear from us, the game will be happening. So we'll be recording while the game is getting ready to kick off, but we're going to go ahead and give our prediction and what we think is going to happen. Black, let's kick it off with you. Alabama, Ohio State for the national championship down in Miami. Black, who wins this game? Give me a score. Oh, man. Oh. Hmm. I'm going to roll with Alabama in this game. I just don't I just don't believe that Mac Jones, Nigel Harris, and Devontae Devontae Smith and potentially getting Jalen Wallow back. I don't think that Ohio State defensively is going to be able to stop all of that. Will they be able to store the score to keep up with Bama? I believe they can. Mm-hmm. But I think Bama wins this game uh 31. To 27. Mm, close game. Said, what we're talking about, national championship game, Buckeyes, Crimson Tide, who's winning? Give me a score. I'm going to go with uh, my original pick for the year. Uh, Bama's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because that shot Justin Fields took, that wasn't no. Yes, sir. He got blasted. He got blasted. Yes, he, he did. He felt that. Nah, yes, he did. Shout out to him for having the, uh, the courage and the strength and I don't Tough. know if they gave him shots or whatever to keep going, but he hung in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got Bama winning score-wise. I just think they gonna. I think they were holding back against Notre Dame because they they didn't have to come mm. out there with they, they, mm. they didn't have mm. to. So I think they finna make a statement. So I'm they gonna get probably they gonna try to push for about forty plus. Mm. So probably pretty much what that Clemson game was like a 41-27 oh, wow. type okay. game or something. You think like they that. rattle? I think they gonna. I think I think they finna enter the clip because <laughs> <laughs> why not? It's the last game. I don't want to leave no. I don't want to. Nick Saban. He just strikes me as that alpha male, alpha dog. I don't want y'all having nothing to say. When it's over, we finna end this. So okay, I'm gonna go to Buckeyes. I'm gonna take the Buckeyes to beat Alabama for the national championship game, and here's why. I see now, he this. would do this. We ain't making picks no more, so he's just going to put some <laughs> hot mess out there like that. I knew he was going to do that I'm anyway. I'm going to take the Buckeyes, and here's why. I'm watching this Alabama defense and what's been the Achilles here all season long. What gets them up against the ropes? What gets them swinging for their life? It's a quarterback who can throw the ball deep and who can move their legs. And you have uh, Justin Fields, who's capable of doing that. I know Justin Fields will probably be tender, but I think he'll be ready to go in this game. Well, you got the ability to with two wide receivers who can get over the top of a defense and take chances downfield. It's going to work against Alabama. They gave up 40 to Ole Miss. They gave up almost, what, 40 to Florida. They gave up 40 to, I forget, the other team that they almost gave up 42 this year. You can throw the ball on them. You can throw it. The difference is Ian Book is garbage. Who does Notre Dame have to cause any threats on the outside? Florida had weapons. They had weapons, and that's why that game was back and forth like it was in the SEC Championship game. And I'm going to give Ryan Day the opportunity to open up his playbook completely and put Justin Fields, whose confidence is confidence is through the roof. This game has an eerie feeling like that first Clemson game when Clemson and Alabama played and Alabama got the win. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson sophomore year before he came back and got it before he left out. This game kind of has that feel for me. I just think Justin Fields is on a mission now. I think he got over the biggest hump, and the biggest hump was finally beating Trevor Lawrence and uh, accomplishing that victory against Clemson. Ohio State was 0-5 against Clemson lifetime-wise. They got their first win this past weekend. With all that being said, I think Ohio State goes over the top 
over and over again over the over uh, Alabama. And I think Alabama does the same thing to Ohio State, but I think Ohio State gets the balls last, and Justin Fields wins it. I'm going to go Ohio State, 41, Alabama, 38. Mm, National okay. champions. Is, uh, is Sarkeesian coaching? He's gone. Gone. He coaching that game, but he's gone. He's I gone. know he's gone, but he, yeah, he is coaching, coaching the game. game. Yeah, he'll be there. All right, cool. He'll be there. He'll be there. So, yeah, man, so Black and Sad are going with Alabama. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes to win the national championship. All right, real quick, fellas, we got the Heisman presentation trophy being given out this Tuesday night. The finalists are Trask, Lawrence, Devontae Smith, and Mac Jones. Who's going to win the Heisman uh, this Tuesday, Black? Well, my initial pick to win the Heisman was Trask, Trask. But I don't think he's going to win it anymore because I, I don't know if the voting had already ended before that game. The voting ended. It did. It did. Yeah, so uh, it's a good chance that he can win it. But I have to change my pick. This kid, Devontae Smith, what he is doing, man, is is crazy. And then we see it everywhere. He's the front runner. And I, the reason the reason why, I'm not surprised because we haven't seen this done since since what? Desmond Howard. The numbers yes. he's putting up is Desmond Howard was like, and and this was what in the ni- early nineties when well, Desmond Howard won well, it. I, them boys from LSU put up the numbers. It's just he's 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 the, the <laughs> he's the, the, the fuel, real deal. Yeah, he's yeah. the fuel to he's that the, offense. Chase put up the same numbers last year, yeah. but it just you couldn't deny Burrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you couldn't deny him. But um, this this is this has always been a quarterback award to me. More more quarterback than anything. But I just want to see a change, and I think uh, Devontae Smith should walk away with this Heisman. It'll, it'll be something different because we had not seen the receiver win it since Desmond Howard, so I think it'll be a good look to see him win it. Okay. Say, who you picking, man? Who's going to take on the Heisman this Tuesday? Uh, I think it's going to be Devontae Smith. I'd just be interested to see where the votes went specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Trevor Lawrence should have been there personally. Mm-hmm. It's god-awful that um, Najee Harris didn't get invited because – Mm. Man, twenty something touchdowns. Yes, he himself. did. Mm. Yes, he did. And really, that took away from Mac Jones. If you really think of the grand scheme of everything, because Florida Trash didn't have a thousand yard rusher and somebody he can hand it to. We couldn't run the ball, so that's where when people say Mac Jones number don't look like that's where mm-hmm. that's where Mac Jones numbers at mm-hmm. uh, touchdowns is at. So I think it should go to Devontae Smith. It'll be good to see you know somebody different. I know everybody tired of quarterbacks, but they go <laughs> hand in hand. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not gonna see a quarter. You're just not gonna see it in college football, right? Uh, all-star quarterback playing with a bunch of nobodies, right? So it's just that's just how it is, mm. right? Right. Um, I'm also gonna go Devontae Smith. I think at at first, I, at all year it was trash, trash, trash. We all know what happened there, but it's like the last three games, three or four games for Alabama. It's like this kid just really took over the offense. I know Matt Jones is a quarterback. He gets credited with the yards and the touchdown pass, but I'm looking like after the catch when this kid just. Catching the ball on the five yard hitch or a ten yard slant, what he doing after that? It's like he looks magnificent out there. You know, he's his speed, his elusiveness out there on the field. It's like he's getting the touchdown, not Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I can see if it was a deep ball over the top, which he, Mac Jones has done all year long. But the, man, this kid here, man, he it don't matter where he catching the ball at. I mean, one of the touchdown uh, catches yesterday, he literally hanging out uh, the end zone against Notre Dame, and somehow his right foot was just plugged in the ground, just didn't move. Catch touchdown, he fall out of bounds. That's a hard catch. That is. That's a hard catch, and that ball's coming in. Got to be ninety miles per hour. He kept both feet in bounds. Both was feet. it both feet? Yeah, yeah. two feet. So um, just stuff like that. <laughs> just stuff like that. So don't get me wrong. If Mac Jones wins the award, I'm not gonna like. 
throw a hissy fit. Nah, because you look at his numbers like, well, I mean, you can't argue that. But if you're watching the games. He's bringing it back to Duval. Huh? He bringing it back for to sure, Duval. For sure. He's from the city. He's from the city. But if you're looking at Devontae Smith, if you're watching the games, I kind of think it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, let's keep it real. I love Trevor Lawrence. We all do. But he, this is a lifetime achievement in, invite for him. That's what it was. Because he's been the best player in college football the last three years. And for some reason, Lawrence has always dealt with a circumstance that won't let him get this award. Whether it was the ankle, his sophomore year, COVID this year. It's always something where he had to miss a game or two. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just think he, you know, the Heisman Committee is taking a chance just to kind of acknowledge him before he goes off to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. All right. All right, man. So we're going to just kind of run through some bowl scores, man. And we're going to transition out of here, man. Um, National Championship game this Monday, the 11th, 8 o'clock. Can't wait to watch it. Buckeyes, Crimson Tide, Heisman Ceremony. This Tuesday is virtual this year. Yeah. Uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN. So we got a little bit more college football to talk about next week as well. But uh, we had the Georgia Bulldogs knock off the Cincinnati Bearcats in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. 24-21. Looked like the Bearcats were going to steal this game and win it late. But the Bulldogs came and they got the victory. First of all, why was Auburn in the Citrus Bowl? <laughs> Now, I know this is not a New Year's six-day bowl, but Auburn should have played back on November 28th. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have been playing this late. They got eviscerated 35-19 by the Northwestern Wildcats, who finished the season 7-2. Look at Auburn record, 6-5. and five. That's Six, why your boy Bo is so trash. trash. He tried, and then you got my boy fired because of it. Yeah. This man won't bother nobody down at Auburn doing a good job coaching, got a national championship. I mean, but here come both. And let me tell you something, my boy. Yeah, that coach legacy. that's coming from Boise State, bro, he ain't going to care that your daddy played there, my boy. He ain't going to care that your daddy played there. Yeah, get him out of here. So he, he needs to awful. go. He got to go, man. God awful. Y'all uh, watch that? I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it. No, I knew what was going to happen in that game. Um, Northwestern has a really good defense, if you didn't see, against Ohio State. Like, I know Ohio State had players out in that game, but. You got to give Northwestern defense credit. They got one of the best defenses in college football. Yeah, this who year. cares? Auburn is trash. Moving along to the <laughs> Capital One Orange Bowl. Man, the fighting Mac Browns was fighting. Uh, dang. They was fighting, man. <laughs> they was fighting Sam Howell through that late pick while they were driving to try to tie the game. That was the most entertaining game uh, that I watched. I watched it from beginning to end. A&M rolled away with two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, put them up 41 27. But this game was much closer than. Uh, the score, but it looked like they uh, it looked like that uh, North, uh Texas A&M was gonna run away with the game. That's what it looked like. It looked like they was gonna run away with the game in the first quarter, but the fighting Mac Brown, Sam Howard, and made it to Baltimore. They lost for the one to twenty seven. Morgan Ducks, man, <laughs> take a whooping man from the house. They side close thirty four to seventeen. They shouldn't have been there in the way. You got the Pac twelve champ. Versus the uh, Big 12 runner-up, man. I see man. my man said it took a shot on he Twitter. Did. He did. He did. <laughs> he emptied the clip he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, Ole Miss uh, finishing the season 5-5, five and five, knocking off Indiana 26-20. That was shocking to me. That was very shocking well, to me. Very shocking to me as well. I thought Indiana was going to get that win. Another win for the SEC over the Big Ten. Um, Indiana should be shaming themselves. They lost their starting quarterback. They did, but come on, man. 
Come on, Ole Miss ain't been good all year. Mm-mm. They ain't been good, but they lost. Uh, Kentucky taking a, a, a two point win over NC State, twenty three to twenty one. And last but not least, how about them Sugar Canes? The Sugar Canes in Miami lose again in the bowl game, thirty four to thirty seven over the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Hey, look, I know Florida State is trash, but look, Miami, y'all just need to shut up. All y'all fans need to just shut up. And look, just because Derrick King come back to school, so. And y'all still ain't going to win the ACC. You're still not going to the college football playoff. You're almost there, but you ain't quite there. And when I look at your wins versus your losses, you ain't beat nobody. Who did you beat? No one. Florida State. Okay. (laughs) But who did you beat? Come on, Sugar Canes. Y'all tighten up, man. I know Derrick King is coming back, but whoop-de-doo. It ain't even that. You done told that ACL. ACL, Yeah, they did. You to look to the future. They say he should be coming back. They say he should be coming back. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up college football, man. We'll talk a lot more next week after our national championship and uh, Heisman Trophy presentation is uh, uh, takes place. All right, man. We're going to transition, man, over to the National Football League. And this is going to be the meat of our show because we have a lot to get into. And I, for one, have been chomping at the bit. Go ahead and get into the National Football League, and let's just jump right into it, man. Let's go ahead and have these conversations, man. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. They earned this by losing last week to the Chicago Bears at home, and thank I just want to give a shout-out to the New York Football Jets. For taking care of the depleted Cleveland Browns last week, gifting the city of Jacksonville this major opportunity. And as soon as the Jaguars lost this game, everything that we've been saying here at the sports desk, every tweet that myself and Black and Freddie Bricks and Cedric Farr and James Damon, all my boy Rashad, man, I'm so happy for you, Rashad. I'm happy for you, man, being a lifelong Jacksonville Jaguar supporter. The man was going to London, man. The man is going to London to watch him get their brains beat in. That's how big of a fan he mm, is. Mm, mm. So I'm happy for the city of Jacksonville. But let's just go around the board real quick, and then we're going to dive into the meat. Just what's your feelings, man, on the Jaguars having the number one pick going into uh, this upcoming NFL draft? Uh, Very excited. Mm. Very excited. Uh, being from Jacksonville, we haven't had this opportunity no. And now we have this opportunity to have the number one pick. I hate to say we had this opportunity because I wish we could be better, but we are not. So we are, we have the number one pick, and my only thoughts is I, I hope that the Jacksonville Jaguars do not screw it up. I hope they do not screw it up and they make the right decisions all across the board in this draft. So um, I'm excited, looking forward to see how the Jaguars are going to look after the draft. Cedric Farr. Yes, sir. What is your initial feelings about the Jacksonville Jaguars getting the number one pick for this upcoming draft? I was happy. Um, but it just made me think of how 
the energy has shifted because at one point when we thought we was having Justin Fields, you know, it was cool. But now, mm-hmm. though, it's everybody's happy as mm-hmm. far as having the opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. And it's just I hate that it had to shift to like you pinning one against another. I hope Justin Fields those will do great. Absolutely, until we play them. Absolutely, and Trevor Lawrence goes to do do great things. So, Absolutely. um, I just hated to see it come to that mm-hmm. as far as like people just. Oh now now Justin Fields is trash compared yeah. to Trevor Lawrence. That's that's not the case. So no way. um I'm happy. And uh I don't know. I want to see how it, what else fell because uh it was still um up in the air if we were gonna have every top pick in every round. So I don't know how that fell with both teams losing today, because it might flip flop. Like we got the first pick and then the thirty what fourth pick. In the second round, so it flip flops like that. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota won today, so it's not going to be the first pick in the second. Okay, then. And then the Rams is winning, so it probably will not be a top. T- or the second first round pick won't be a top twenty if they win today. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, uh, I'm happy. I um, hope he comes here to do great things, and I'm pretty sure you got a lot to say about uh, the whole Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> thing. But um, it's just it's just crazy, and I'm gonna just say my piece before D go. But as far as like. This is the same thing to me. If you want to put that on Trevor Lawrence, Peyton Manning didn't beat Florida. Did that stop the Colts from not taking no, him? No, it did no not, sir. No, it did so not, sir. stop it. You know what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence has done well. And if you don't think he's been better than anything we've had since Mark Brunell, you're crazy. Oh, you done? I'm done. That's all I had. I know you got to, you know. Well, first, I just want to say I'm excited for this city. <laughs> I'm excited for this city. I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan, but I am born and raised right here in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. And I've supported the Jaguars from day one. I always want this team to do well. And I'm ecstatic for this city. I'm ecstatic for the lifelong true fans. I'm excited for the business opportunities here. I'm excited for the just the potential, the monumental potential that could come from not only bringing in Trevor Lawrence or whatever head coach, GM that we bring, the possibility of just, it's just, it's great. It's great. Okay. So, the Sugar Bowl happened this past week, and all year long it's been Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. All year, all year, we we pretty much feel like these are gonna be the first two quarterbacks taken in this draft, and it's been a just number one consensus that it's Trevor Lawrence, and and rightfully so. This kid is a generational talent, a, a talent that we might get once every decade. I literally went back to see in the past ten years quarterbacks that have come out of college that could compare to this kid. I'm not talking about the seasons they had. I'm not talking about Burrow's season. I ain't talking about Jameis' season. No, I ain't talking about that. In the last 10 years, I'm talking about the quarterback. When he steps on the field, what he's out there doing, I can't find one. I can't find one who's better. As a quarterback, I can't find one. This kid is the best prospect in the last decade, hands down, in my opinion. If you got another name for me, give it to me. And I will argue till your ears fall off that he's not. But let me tell y'all something, man. Justin Fields had a great Sugar Bowl. And like Say said, I hope Justin Fields goes off and has a tremendous career. Tremendous. Hell, I'm a fan of the kid. I like to watch Justin Fields play. But Justin Fields can't do everything that Trevor Lawrence can do. Trevor Lawrence can do everything then some that Justin Fields can do. Go pull up some film. Go watch the passing. Those back shoulder throws. Those touchdown passing tight windows. That deep ball drop, boom. That sound that I just made, 
That's in the bucket, my boy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate that said. <laughs> this is what Trevor Lawrence has done ever since he walked in, walked out onto the field against Wake Forest on a lowly Saturday at 12 o'clock. When Dabo Sweeney told uh, uh, Kelly, Kelly Bryant that, sir, your services are no longer needed. Hmm. And we're going to bring in 16, this beautiful blue, white, blonde hair freshman. And everybody was confused because the year before, Clemson went to the playoff with Kelly Bryant. But got smacked up by the Crimson Tide. And Dabo knew what we didn't know. And oh, Lord. Ever since I seen him, I said, he's the one. He is the one. He goes on to beat Alabama by 8,000 points for the national <laughs> championship. And didn't blink twice. And every Saturday, over and over and over again, he showed us that he is great. Justin Fields to the Jacksonville Jaguars is not reality, so shut up about it. I don't care if we bring in Ryan Day, Urban Meyer. I don't care if we go get Jimmy Johnson, me, Santa Black, the coach of Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence will be in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. Please stop this. Y'all out here want to have a conversation about bringing in Justin Fields? <laughs> For what? I'm not going to lose my top over this because I know that Trevor Lawrence will be taking number one overall. But football faithful of the city of Jacksonville, get yourselves together and get ready to go on the glory train. Because the table that is set for the Jacksonville Jaguars, we've never had. The cap room, the draft picks, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer potentially, Lewis Riddick maybe. This is a formula that's going to get us Monday night football games. Mm. This is a formula that's going to get us prime Sunday night football games. I would love for Collinsworth to come down here and call a game on a Sunday night. My boy. (laughs) (laughs) So the formula that the Jacksonville Jaguars have working, it doesn't work with Justin Fields. It only works with Trevor Lawrence. And he will be in this city in a matter of months. So I just want to say, stop it. Relax. We're going T-Law, not Jay Fields. Blake, you got anything on that? Um, and I got to apologize to you, sir. Um, yes, sir. I came at you kind of awkwardly yesterday. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. You had to put me in my place. No problem, Black. And remind me, you know, I appreciate that coming from yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I was kind of worried, D. Yes, sir. And, and I think it's only rightfully so that I got a little worried because we watch a lot of football. Sure. And the things that we have seen from this coach that I know we're going to talk about. Sure. It's a system guy. It's a, he's a system guy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get the guy who fits well in a system. So I got kind of worried. Mm-hmm. So I stopped playing the Justin Field things in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, we may miss out on Trevor Lawrence. But you had to quickly remind me. Yes, sir. That black. Trevor Lawrence will be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Yes, sir. I don't care who, like you just said, I don't care who's the football coach. Don't matter. And if the Jacksonville Jaguars pass on Trevor Lawrence, that will be held to pay. Y'all pitchforking, my boy? (laughs) (laughs) It will be held to pay. Man, man, You know, I got kind of, the whole situation around it, I'll be thinking, because I want it, Jacksonville has never had this type of opportunity. Correct. Like you just said, he did. Well, like you said, said this is what many teams don't be are not able to get. Peyton Manning was a once in a lifetime type of quarterback. Yes, yes. sir. And like you said, he lost to Florida mm. four times, mm-hmm. but that didn't stop the coach from taking him. No way. 
This is the same situation with Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. I don't care who's the general manager. I don't care who's the coach. But the owner should say, Trevor Lawrence is our guy. I don't care who's who's the GM and the head coach. Period. 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 This is the point in the time where the Jacksonville Jaguars can be looked at differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the time where Jacksonville could potentially get some respect put on their name. Mm. A little respect. Because mm. I know it takes winning to have more respect. Yes. But you're talking about a city that our owner is throwing money into this city. A lot of Because he see he obviously I think he sees something he knows that I could potentially do something big here in Jacksonville. All the things that this man is doing around the city and downtown area, he need a face. He need a face. And what more? Who more than Trevor Lawrence? Mm. And then potentially, if this the guy that the name is coming up in Urban Meyer, head coach, another face. Because mm. I was kind of iffy about that, but he is a a popular face, and people are going to be like, "Oh man, Urban Meyer, uh, Trevor Lawrence." People want to go see that. They'll spend their last dollar to go see that. Absolutely. Hmm. That's what I want to see in Jacksonville. Like DJ said, I want Sunday nights. I want Monday nights. I want it all here in Jacksonville because it's time. And we're in the position to do that. So the Jacksonville Jaguars as an organization cannot mess this up. No, sir. I, uh, Go ahead, say it. I just got one last thing. You mentioned something key, Black. You said we have the opportunity. And when we sealed that opportunity, we still had hate. Mm. Mm. Chris Mortensen. Mm. And I can't even remember the other guy. Mm. Chris Mortensen and... Ah, it's bothering me. Ian Rappaport? Uh, no, it wasn't Ian Rappaport. Chris Moore. Oh, Jeremy Schaap. Jeremy Schaap. Okay. okay. How dare you say we don't deserve this? <laughs> In the sense of, where was this energy last year when the Bengals got Joe Burrow? Hmm. What was this energy when Cleveland drafted Baker Mayfield? Hmm. <laughs> and we could go down the history of We've never had the number one pick. Never. Never. We've botched a lot of things after that. Mm -hmm. You can't. We can't mess this up. So for y'all to say they needs to be a change in the NFL because the Jacksonville Jaguars got the top pick, I'm not going to say what I really want to say, and I need to <laughs> repent for having these thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to let y'all have it, and I'm going to shut up before I get ignorant. I just, just one more thing before you go, D. Yeah. And this goes back to what we were saying a, f a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. The NFL just hates to see the Jaguars do anything great. Even though this is, we are losing to get this pick, but the, the NFL doesn't like the Jaguars, the reporters. Everybody, the, the media, they don't like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't want to see them in, in a position to get somewhere and potentially be better than what they are. They want to see them down in the dumps all the time. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I truly believe. That's why you have these reporters come out and say the things that they say. Mm -hmm. And be just ignorant. Like it says, and it's perfect. Like you said, no one had nothing else to say when all these other teams were trashed and getting the number one picks. But as soon as the Jacksonville Jaguar has it, it needs to be changes. And that's awful. Yeah, the hell with them. All right, moving along. Um, we're going to get Freddie Bricks on the phone because I, he ain't rapping. I mean, who was it? Shap. Jeremy Shap. Jeremy Shap. And, and Chris Morrison. I mean, I could care less. You know, I, I could care less because, you know, you're going to learn to like it. 
You're going to learn to love them when 16 get down here. And don't be traveling down to Jacksonville talking about reporting live from uh, East Bay Street. Don't be talking about we're reporting live outside TIAA Bank. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Go on that. Go on down south to go mess with Tom in Tampa. Go on out there and mess with Lamar in, in, in Baltimore. Send somebody else down here. We need some fresh faces in the city anyway, because Lord knows you've been there long enough, Mort. <laughs> Let's get Freddie Bricks on the phone. Hopefully he answers. Hello. Uh, may I speak to Freddie Bricks? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hello, Freddie Briggs. This is uh the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Dedrick Elliott Jr. Black and Cedric Farr, <laughs> aka Tyrone Coppel, we're calling you. Fred, I must say before uh we get this going, please when I say anything incriminating or dangerous that we get the sports desk removed from all DSP platforms. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Fred, how you doing today, man? Happy New Year. I'm doing great. I'm Happy doing New Year, great. bro. What's up, Fred? Happy New Year, fellas. I'm yes, sir. Great. Good, good. So, Fred, Lord, right okay. now, <laughs> right now, man, we talking Jaguars, man. We talking Jaguars. We've already went around the room and we've uh, talked about, you know, a good helping of it, man. But we want to set you up. We talking number okay. one pick. We talking Trevor Lawrence. We talking Urban Meyer. We just talking about the city as a whole. We all know, mm-hmm. Fred, that you took a ticket and took a ride with the Kansas City Chiefs this season. <laughs> and uh, I would like to welcome you back to the city of Jacksonville, man, with all the opportunities. So, Fred, pretty much, man, the floor is yours, man. I just want to open it up to you, man, and just give your thoughts on everything, man. Yeah, man, they did it. You know, I, it was only one way I said I was coming back. I wasn't coming back with Justin Fields. Um, I wasn't coming back with whoever. The only way I was coming back with Trevor Lawrence. But what I did not know is that Urban Meyer and possibly Ryan Day might be coming with them. So this is new news to me. You understand? So that's the world that I'm living. I'm living in the world where you could have gave me Doug Marone and Trevor Lawrence. You know, I would have been just fine. You could have went and got Gus Bradley brought him back with Trevor Lawrence. I would have been just fine. You would <laughs> you wouldn't heard nothing out of me. I, we would say, all right, let's go for it. You know, but the fact that they're they're the fact that they're doing this, this is going to be um, this game changing for everybody. In Jacksonville, I yes. think Lot J, just the businesses. I mean, for the mayor to jump out of his seat when the Jets lose, and we haven't even secured the pick yet. You know what I'm saying? I think the fans don't understand. I called us this, this the beginning of the uh, season. We're a bunch of losers. We're <laughs> we're a bunch of loser ass people. You know, I don't want to get to. I know I get vulgar, but we're a bunch of loser ass people. So what happens with losers when something good happens? You don't know how to react. So we found out we got Trevor Lawrence. Guess what a bunch of Jags fans did? Well, we go, where's the offensive line help? You know, <laughs> oh, where's the defense? So, oh, how are we going out? What are you going to do? <laughs> and they started coming up with all this stuff because they're losers. When you're a loser, you don't understand when something good happened to you, baby. You just don't know. I said, when we first got Urban Meyer from Utah, we had no idea that the best team ever was coming with that. Rings was coming with that. We was hoping to get back to glory, but we you just don't know. We weren't losers, but you but this time, like I know, I know what's coming with Trevor Lawrence. I'm no, I know what's coming with Urban Meyer if because I know it ain't signed sealed yet. So if it comes, and this is the best thing that ever happened to the city of Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about these other positions. Like cut it out. What do you want to draft a lineman with the number one? If you don't, then stop talking to me about offensive linemen. It's only one position that matters of football. Hmm. You have to beat one person for the next 10 years. 
And that is Patrick Mahomes. You have to go through one person in your division every single year. And he plays for the Texans. Mm. You understand? When it comes to elite quarterbacks, it ain't that many of them in the damn league. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, it's the third quarterback ever in football (laughs) history who graded out perfect. You understand me? You had Andrew Luck and you had John Elway. Mm -hmm. This is the third jackass. (laughs) So when you look at him and you look at Ohio State play their game the other day, for some reason, (laughs) Justin Fields has a great game. And these jackass fans, forget who Trevor Lawrence is. Mm -hmm. Let me say this. I don't care if Justin Fields go a thousand yards tomorrow against Alabama and they win a thousand to nothing. You understand me? Justin Fields go for 2,000 yards. I'll take it Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. Absolutely. So if you love me, I want two, I want you to do two things for me when you talk to me about the Jags. Never bring up Gardner Minshew. You understand me? And number two, never bring up Justin Fields. Right. Why are we because and you want to know why people are talking about those people, D? Because yes, we are losers. Mm. We don't we don't we don't understand yet, D. We don't know what we got yet. We right. still talk about other shit. Right. You understand? I'm already in August. Right. I'm seeing Trevor Lawrence sort of out in the trunk with maybe Julio Jones on the other side. Yeah. I'm in August. I'm seeing Ryan Day running up and down the side. I'm putting 50 on this. <laughs> you understand? That's what I'm at. I'm in August with this right now. Yes, sir. I don't even know the playoffs. I don't know who in the playoffs. I, I can't wait to listen to the show. I yes, have sir. no idea what's going on right now. Yes, sir. I'm yes, just sir. waiting until the draft. Yeah, it's April 29th, boy. April 29th. <laughs> the preseason. April 29th is a draft. <laughs> and you better hope you could get a ticket down there to that stadium. You in the old-fashioned Jaguar fans? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that's over with in Jacksonville. It's a new day. Yes. We finally stepped into the future. You see what the Arizona Cardinals did last year? They stepped into the future. But when you looked at your own damn team, you didn't think you deserved the same thing. Because right. you looked at Marone and said, let's run for it one more time. Why not? <laughs> let's see what Minshew has in the tank. While everybody moving forward in the NFL, right. we in the I formation getting it to Robinson 30 times a game. <laughs> and you know what? He got 1,000 yards. Hey, we done gave him the ball 3,000 times. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Good God! So this is just great. Like I'm so I'm so happy to be stepping into the future. Right. I mean, man, I don't, the fans we we overly just. I don't. Me and Jared was kids, and I don't even I don't even know if we deserve this. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we, I'm a loser. I'm a loser ass <laughs> nigga. Like I'm I'm like bro, bro I'm like Urban Meyer, bro. Like you yeah. gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Now Florida is a different thing, and even Florida State, like we are, we our college programs go through these spells where they great, right. you know, and they sorry. But the Jags, bro? Right. I mean, outside of the Mark Brunel and Jimmy Smith and the Cardell 90 Super Bowl Jaguars, right. like, we don't, come on, what are we talking about? Right. So it's the, the potential to have the best quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, innovative coaching staff, right here in the city, man. Like, Jay is getting done. Like, he's, this, this, is, this is happening, man. So yeah. I'm excited. This is the best Good. thing that's ever happened to Jack. Yeah. To Jack. I'm, Fuck the Jags to Jacksonville. <laughs> yes. I immediately thought of you when the Jets beat the Browns last week. You were the first person that I thought of. <laughs> you were the first person that I thought of when I seen them lose. Ooh. Like, when the Jets won that game and the Jaguars lost, I said, wow, I wonder what Fred is doing at this moment. That's exact, That's what I said well, to y'all myself. Y'all recording, I believe, right? Huh? 
Was what y'all recording? No, no, no. We weren't recording. We weren't recording. We weren't recording. Hmm. Yeah. So I was I was thinking to myself, what was he doing? But um, mm. I got one more thing for you, Fred. I know it's going to be a okay. off season of excitement. We still got to get a head coach in here, and let's. I want to talk specifically about Urban Meyer. Uh, we heard the mm. Urban Meyer rumors. Uh, Morton, I mean, uh, uh, Schefter came out this morning and said verbatim that the Jaguars expect to replace Doug Marone with Urban Meyer this week. I mean, some people it's saying crazy. the deal is already done. <laughs> they saying crazy. the deal is already done. They just waiting for the Jaguars. To wrap up this game versus the Colts, and then they'll be naming Urban Meyer uh, the head coach. And me and Black mm-hmm. have had some conversations about Urban Meyer coming and or, or a different type of mind coming in. But I want to know. I know you got ties to Urban because he brought Florida two national titles, and y'all had a great run when he was there. But what do you really mm-hmm. think about bringing Urban in, matching him up with Lawrence uh, for the culture of Jacksonville football? Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you're going to bring uh, Cliff Clingsbury and uh, <laughs> Cliffy Cliff, what's my guy? What's that five foot five dude, man? Um, the quarterback. Oh, Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray. Making a run for the, play, the Super Bowl look like this is the second year. Uh-huh. One thing y'all got to understand that Urban Meyer is the godfather yes, of all these is. new little coaches y'all like. <laughs> uh, this little, little nice little fancy football y'all like, y'all need to know where that shit started at. It started in Gainesville, baby. Mm. It started with <laughs> Alex Smith Yeah, It started, you know what I'm saying? He, was like, he had Alex Smith in Utah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was doing the same. But when he got down there in dirty Florida, that man knew exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. That man had Cam and Tebow on the same damn team, and he knew the pieces to put around him. Mm-hmm. Man, but speed. Right. I mean, it was one of the greatest, constructed one of the greatest teams of all time. Do you want to know what he did? Mm-hmm. He left and did it again in Ohio State. Hey. Yes, he and then did. you want to know what he did? He passed it down to the coach after him. Yes, he did. This is what I'm, this is what I'm getting people to understand, bro. This is not the experiment when you're talking about Urban Meyer. Now, they would have came in and said, look, they look at the damn Mullen. I actually still would have been excited. And I'd be like, oh, all right, here we go. You know what I'm saying? We're making the big play, <laughs> making the big jump. Where Urban Meyer, I just don't feel that way, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't deserve it. Like, <laughs> and, and for some reason, like, if you a Gator fan, bro, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we hated Urban when he left, but you understood where Urban Meyer was mm-hmm. a little bit later on. You was like, oh, you can't you can't hold on to nothing like that mm-hmm. for more than a couple of years. You just blessed to have it for a couple of years. Right. Like, be happy that it ended your life for a couple of years. Man, if Urban died <laughs> for three years, I'll take it. Right. I mean, with this next year to get trouble jumped off, I will take it. Right. You understand? So that's how I feel about Urban. And then... I've been hearing he been in Jacksonville for a couple months. Yeah. Like putting the staff together. Yeah. That I heard is, that too. I mean, bro, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, I heard that you too. Been in Jack, you been in the same Jacksonville, Florida. I've been there, my Right. Nigga. Right. They say, the he, they say he already they got they say he already got a home here and everything already. He already Jeez, living here. Man, like, he I already just, living I here. I, I read that today. I read that today. <laughs> so well, you, you know, know we'll see. I, well, you know, we know somebody who works for them. Right, like, right. I never thought to even. Right. But I was talking to him, and he just started spilling the bean on stuff he couldn't say. Mm-hmm. And I get it because it's like if you would have let that news out, because they would have found out. Right. Nobody. I mean, who who else would have known? Like he, yeah, he would have got fired. Small. Oh yeah, because they yeah. would have figured it out. Like <laughs> they've been in some small, small rooms. Right. And that man said, "Man, I've been there, seen that man. Like I've been this been." Yeah. And then the way he said it, he was like, "Bro, I don't even." I would expect it to be more than a head coach job. 
Right. Something like a GM job. So when he said that, and then the Jags was like, oh, Ryan Day is our second choice. Me just being the hopeful. I'm like, well, shit, the football guys love us this much. I'm thinking, hell, Urban Meyer, the GM, Ryan mm. Day is the head coach. Like, mm. that, that's what my mind at with it. Like, mm. I got to see Urban Meyer sign as the head coach before I even right. leave the reality I got. Yeah, me I too. I got to see it. Yeah. coming down this, you know what I'm saying? I'm right, the right. head coach. You know right. what I mean? So, But I'm happy either way. You yeah, for sure. I'm happy either way. So, okay. And Jags fans, tighten up. Like, let's let go of the past. Let go of if I can let go of the past, y'all have to let go of the past, man. <laughs> don't don't talk to me about offensive linemen and all this yeah. other stupid shit. Uncle Trent came over here today. He gonna get towed up behind that line. No, you gonna roll like a Trent? Yeah, hey, that, come on, Cub. Hey, Cub, don't, don't roll up, Cub. You know the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't don't roll up, Cub. Hey, say, say it and uh, Black got something for you. Go ahead, say it. Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I wouldn't say concerns me, but I'm just interested to see how he interacts with adults. Because it's easy, you know what I'm saying, when you got the, the resume that he has and mm-hmm. to motivate kids. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, but now you're dealing with grown men, so that's the that's the only the psyche. I just want to see how he's going to take that approach. What you think about that, Fred? Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree, and, and I would say the reason why I think he'd be fine because you got to remember the personalities he had under wraps in Florida. I mean, he had murderers in in that locker room, and Jesus. you know these guys was posters on our walls. Like we had no idea. You know what I'm saying? I, I think players like he's a player's coach. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he – I think a lot of the times these players get in the league and where they mess up at is they try to be that authority. They try to be Tom Coughlin. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I can't even picture Cliff Kingsbury, like, just yelling down Larry Fitzgerald Photo. You know what I'm saying? All, all them boys. It's more like it's a partnership. You right. know, And I think that's what – Andy Reid. You know what I'm saying? Like, these players respect Andy Reid. They don't fear him. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, that's so what I was saying. I think, yep. uh, yeah, so I think our Urban Meyer, like, he he has that in him. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's not coming through on no Chip Kelly bull. You know what I'm saying? And right. Nah, this 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 the, this the top dog. 10 so, Okay. But I feel you, though. I, I had them same concerns, too. But I was like, this is players. He going to pick the play. Like, he if he in control of getting the players here, we'll be fine. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, Black got something for you, too, uh, Fred. Yeah, uh, okay. Fred, just wanted to ask you, the, the news with Urban Meyer potentially being the head coach, does this this does this make you think they already have a GM in place? Or like you were just saying, do you think Urban Meyer is going to take on both of those duties? You know what? Me and Joe was arguing about this today. And I'm just Shout out Polo not Joe. sure. Shout out Polo Joe. Like, I'm, I'm just not. Man, you know, I'm, it, that's why it's so blurry to me right now. Because it's like, if you are, if Urban has been in that building for a couple months, bro, what I was telling Joe all these other jobs are open. Urban Meyer turned down the Texas job, bro. I mean, it's just hard yeah, for did. me to see him turning down Texas for Jacksonville just for the, you know what I'm saying? Joe was talking, so maybe they want to bring him in as the vice president. I say, bro, he's not coming to be the vice president of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Anybody in the world would love, or hell, Florida, because we try to, we hanging on tight the damn bullet. So, see, we got the bag for everybody. It'll work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. anybody be willing to break that bag. And for Urban to be like, man, I'm going to try this Jaguar thing. It's some kind of power that's there. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's something there to where, and even if a GM come in, it's something to where, if it is another GM coming in, it's already talked about. 
you know, sure. it ain't just gonna be like, oh man, we. I think it's done. Oh, this is a surprise. I think it's done. Team. I do too. I think it's done. I yeah. think they already yeah. know who the GM is, who signed off Got on to. Urban Meyer being the coach. Yeah. Like, I think it's already yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even yeah. his tone, him. him him like him announcing it is like I'm pretty sure I got the Jaguars job. Like not even him. It's not even sounding like they just gave it to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the way he's saying it, he's like, yeah, I think I pretty much got this job. And when he's saying it, it just makes me think, okay, even if he is the head coach, with whoever the GM is, yeah, they gonna be making them picks together. That's and, gonna be a collaborative and, effort. And you gotta watch Urban, man. Like you ain't seen Urban on TV because like he all of a sudden stopped working for Fox. <laughs> Like I ain't seen him, and and and, and you can't you didn't, I didn't put two and two together the other night. I'm looking at the game. I'm saying, boy, he's sitting up there by himself. By himself, bro. And then yeah. it's like after we I seen did. that, and after that game happened, the news broke. Yeah, yeah bro. About him potentially yeah. being the Jaguar. So I'm like, what is he doing? He up there scouting, seeing who and he yeah. would look like and, and, and what. And he wasn't in no fox gear. He wasn't he like, nothing. He was he in was, regular clothes. It was no one around him. Yeah. He was like, by himself. Brady Quinn and none of them boys was around. He was like by himself, bro. And everybody yeah. tried to like paint like he was there for Ohio State, bro. He wasn't there for no Ohio mm-hmm. State, bro. Yeah. He was there to and watch both that. of them quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to get a bird's eye yeah. view. Like he was scouting and got back on the jet and came back to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy, don't that I just said that. Mm, that's yeah. crazy. That yeah. sounds crazy. Like, yeah. All right, like they- all, right. <clears throat> all right, Fred, man, we, we definitely had to call you, man, and get you in here and get your spill on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're planning to do a special edition when all the Jaguar moves are announced. So we're going to have you back on that show <laughs> when we get the head coach, the GM, all that locked in. We're going to come back and have a State of the Union of the Jacksonville Jaguars, sort of like we did last year when they traded away all the Hall of Famers to other teams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Fred, before we get you out of here, man, you got anything else, man? Um, nah, nah, you know what? That's it for now. You know what I'm saying? One thing I did want to do to say if you guys liked it or not, I am willing to, because oh I think goodness. Atlanta is at a point right now where they need to blow everything up, but I don't think they're smart enough to. Like, I think they're going to hire Raheem Morris and bring back the game to try it again. But what I th- if they're going to clean house, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm giving up that 20, that, that set, that first round 20 of pick and whatever else they need for Julio Jones. Mm, um, even mm. if they won't chart, because I feel like if you bring mm. Trevor Lawrence to this thing and you got him some, and we can eat a contract, we can eat that Julio Jones contract. Mm. Just send him, send his ass through. You know, give us them there. last two, three years of his prime and let that, because we need a Super Bowl in these first four to five years before we re sign Trevor Lawrence. Mm. So that's what, honestly, like I told you, I'm, I'm already, I ain't even right now. I'm, I'm in August. You mm. understand me? I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering what this offense is going to look like. So I hope that Jack and Urban Meyer coming, so nothing is impossible, guys. Okay. Like, I think they need to go to the Falcons and be like, you want this pick? You know what I'm saying? You can have this, and I might give you a second. You mm. understand? Mm. Especially we'll if see. the tight end, if, I, if, if my guy not there from Florida, Pitts. If Pitts not there, he you won't can have be. that pick. Pitts won't be there. Yeah, 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 you can have the pick then. That's the only player I would be like, because like, I would want him for 10 years along with Trevor Lawrence. But I don't, I don't know, you guys I don't know Fred. I think, we, I think me, you, said in black, we all need to get together around a big round table and just pretty just spread out all the possibilities, man. We got to get Rashad, <laughs> get Rashad in there, uh, get Polo Joe in there. We need to have like a big uh, a big board meeting, man, to see what the possibilities are, Fred. You got to set I that up. Good. Yeah. All right, man, you be safe out there. You be easy, man. And, and like I said, we got to get you back in studio, man. All right, fellas. All right. All right. And I, I can't wait to hear the show, man. Yes, sir. Be All cool, right, man. man. Yep.
All right, all right. Not, so that was Freddie Bricks. Freddie Bricks. Uh, we had to give him a call. He's a huge, huge Jacksonville Jaguar supporter, and uh, you know, as expected, you know, Fred was a little more calmer than he usually was dealing with the Jaguars because we have possibility now. Black, you got something before we move on? Yeah, and I want to say one thing. What Sid was talking about with him uh, being how can he's going to relate to grown men, and it go back to something that you that you told me. Like Urban Meyer is well respected. Yes. To got to grown men in the NFL. Yes, he's very well respected, and the league yes. is changing. It's not your veteran player type league anymore. They're grown men, but they're still young. Correct. They're still young minded. They they always going to want some somebody who is can relate to them and right. understand what they're doing. Like Urban Meyer been through a whole lot yes. at Florida and Ohio State, so these kids can really understand him and 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 get something from him. Like this guy's an offensive mind. He's a guru. He's a quarterback guru, and he's a, a talented offensive mind. So, so these men that we're talking about, young men we're talking about, are going to are going to see that. You don't think if once Urban Meyer is named the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, some of these offensive free agents are not going to look at that and see that Urban Meyer. Oh yeah, he's a great offensive mind. He could probably potentially get me where I need to be to make more money in my career and be one of those good players in the NFL. So I think that he's going to be able to. Relate to these men very, very well. Look at where we are in in the, in the National Football League with the young player pool. Urban Meyer's come across and probably been in these kids' living rooms. True. We're not we're not we're, we're not talking about like you know I don't know some Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. <laughs> now we ain't talking about those type of players. All of the talent that's ran through in the NFL, Urban Meyer has talked to these kids, and I never forget when they won the national championship the second time versus Oklahoma. Urban Meyer was just you just just gushing at the fact of what they created there. He was like, man, if you were a kid, man, you'd be crazy not to want to come play for the University of Florida. And when he said that, it resonated with me to let me know that he's connecting with these people. He's connecting with them to the fact that they want to play for him. And I think he's going to do the same thing in the NFL. These kids know who he are. These young men in Nashville, but they know who Urban Meyer is. Two things. He's a winner. Well, three things. He's a winner. He's well-respected. And he is a leader of men. He is a leader of men. Urban Meyer has never showed fear. He's never backed down. And every time Urban Meyer had an opportunity, he cashed in. I was the first person to say when he left Florida and went to Ohio State, I just didn't see the turnaround happening so fast. They won a natty the second year there. <clears throat> Easy. With talent that he didn't bring in. And I said, wow, what an accomplishment that he did. And then it was dominating, too. Mm-hmm. So if we can get Urban Meyer here in Jacksonville, I just think the city is going to be well off for a long time. If Urban Meyer wins a Super Bowl here in three years with Trevor Lawrence, you put a statue of him in every side of town and city. <laughs> the north side, the east side, the west side, the south side. You put statues up of this man. And if he retires after three seasons, we all should be outside of our homes with candles saying, thank you, Urban. Next. I don't care who's next. Because he brought a city, a championship to this city. All right, man. So we have much more Jaguar talk. We're going to talk to Rashad and get his thoughts on everything, man. Um, Rashad has been a huge contributor to the sports this uh this past year. We definitely want to get him in here and get his thoughts. Um, but we want to see how this thing pieces together first. 
All right, gentlemen, we're in playoff football. Right now, we're watching Green Bay really blow out the Bears. 35-16, three minutes left in this game. Bears need to win to get in. Packers need to win to keep the number one seed. Packers got a firm, firm grip uh, on this game. It looks like they're going to hold on to the number one seed. You got the Rams 18-7 over the Cardinals. Looks like uh, the Rams are going to make the playoffs. And then you got the Seahawks back. Then they were losing 16-3 or something like that. But they regained the lead and like they're going to hold on again to the playoffs as well. So week 17, I'm going to go through the playoff picture. You had the Cleveland Browns cash in today. You had the Baltimore Ravens cash in today. So right now, as is, you got the Chiefs, number one overall seed in the NFL, well, in the AFC. They have home field advantage winning the AFC West. You have the Buffalo Bills clinching the two seed. Uh, going 13 and three. Wow, I didn't even realize they were 13 and three. <laughs> Number one, well, winning the AFC East. Uh, your three seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your fourth seed is the Tennessee Titans. For now, I don't know what the score is of that game. I know the Colts are trying to get in as well against the Jaguars. Maybe somebody can check that score for me and let me know what's going on with Tennessee and Houston and Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Like I said, the Ravens oh. clinched. Oh, wow. Oh, at? okay. Tennessee is down 31-35 with four minutes to go. Tennessee is down 31-35 to Houston. Yes. Okay. Right now. And what are the Colts doing against Jacksonville? Uh, the Colts and the Jaguars, the score is 14-28 to Colts. So they Four got... Okay. Got a firm grip on this game with three minutes left in the four. So we'll see. That could flip-flop. That could flip-flop. Tennessee, flip Tennessee could be out, and the Colts could be in if, if things keep going the way they're going. And then the Cleveland Browns clinch. They are in the playoffs at 11-5. First-year head coach, job well done. Shout out to him, man. Browns are <laughs> in the playoffs. So let's stay right there with the AFC Black. Talk to me, man. Who will be playing in the AFC Championship game, and who's going to win the AFC this year? <laughs> Yeah, talk to me. It's prediction time. Man, we always talk about this, me and D. Not being on the show, we just talk about sports. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking a lot, man, about the Buffalo Bills. In past episodes, me and D have been two of the ones on this train with the Buffalo Bills. We just wanted to see them do it in big moments. And I feel like this is one of the years that they get, get to the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs. Do I think it would be enough? I don't. Mm. Um, I think I think uh, probably another year under Josh Allen Belt um, that he needs uh, to get to to get over that hump and get to an AFC Championship. But I like everything I'm seeing from Josh Allen. If no one paid attention to him this year, he's been a dog. Yes, all year he's been a dog. Even in the games that they lost and he struggled, he he still played well, and he's he's what he's he's a product of what we want Lamar Jackson to be. Progressing, yeah, yeah, progressing, yeah. progressing with his arm, and we see it. We see the talent. We see the work that Josh Allen put in in the off season. We see it on the field with the addition of Stephon Diggs and it Cole is. Beasley. Yes. Like these guys, it's, it's 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 crazy to watch them. It scored fifty six points today, and Josh Allen only played two quarters of football. They scary. They're they very scary. They're and, scary. And, and, and like I told D, if it's one team that could that could potentially score with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the Buffalo Bills. It's the Buffalo Bills, but I don't think they're ready to beat the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is on another level uh, by himself, and I think going into Arrowhead in that situation, I think it's going to be tough for Buffalo in that situation because it's it's new, it's fresh, and Pat Mahomes is on the other side of the field. 
So I'm I, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs to come out the AFC. All right, say it. Talk to me. Who comes out of the AFC? Give me your AFC Championship game and your winner. Uh, well, the way it's looking, I'm going to echo black with the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC title game with the Chiefs winning. Um, I ain't really been able to pay attention. The only reason I know the Bills doing well because that was Black's quarterback <laughs> in fantasy, fantasy football. <laughs> that, we'll talk about that fluke later. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, the Bills used to be my first favorite team as a kid. And okay. so it's kind of cool to see, you know, they finally, after all that years of suffering and then, God knows, you know, losing four straight Super Bowls, mm-hmm. so they could, they mm. they could, you know, we say the Jack, we've been suffering. They, mm. ooh, Jesus, yeah, you're right um, about that, Sid. So, uh, yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they do. How uh, it's just crazy that now Lamar Jackson finna take a back seat to somebody after mm-hmm. all of this man just what he was just the MVP last year, yeah, mm-hmm. so, unanimous. Um, taking the back seat to Josh yeah, Allen, really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so as we don't think they're gonna progress, he's he's not progressing, so. Uh, and we didn't even talk about them in the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got the Chiefs yeah. taking that. Okay. Yeah. Um, quietly, though, the Baltimore Ravens are 11 and 5. Mm-hmm. 11 and 5, making the playoffs. And um, I'm starting to look at their team, and I don't think you want to play them. I don't think you want to play them right now. And I also think you don't want to play the Cleveland Browns right now. Mm-hmm. I think the AFC is going to get real grimy and dirty in the playoffs, but it won't matter. Okay, uh, because fifteen, I it really don't matter who made the AFC Championship game. But since we're doing predictions, I'm gonna pick somebody. I'm gonna take the Cleveland Browns make it to the AFC Championship game. Mm. I like what Buffalo's doing. Don't get me wrong, but I could definitely see Baltimore beating Buffalo. I could see Cleveland beating Buffalo if Kareem Hunt and Chubb Rock can get them carries. They keeping Josh off the field. Mm. And how many times in the playoffs back do we see? A running football team peak at the right time, make it all the way to the AFC Championship game. We've seen it. We almost see it every year. We almost see it every year. Yep. And I think the Cleveland Browns and that head coach, he's changed a lot for them. They're coming in as a sixth seed. The sixth seed and the first round matchup look like like they're going to be going up against the uh, Buffalo Buffalo Bills in the first round. Mm -hmm. If they beat Buffalo, they're going to the AFC Championship game because I think they could beat everybody else in this bracket. Except, of course, 15. I'm going to just go on a win, man. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Buffalo there. But I'm, I watched this game in Cleveland today. Chubb Rock and Kareem Hunt was smashing the Steelers running that ball today. So I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take the Chiefs to make it to the AFC Championship game. And I'm going to take my homeboy to get to another Super Bowl this year. I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. All right, let's go to the NFC real fast. We got our number one overall seed. Look like Green Bay is going to hold on. 35-16, one minute left in the fourth quarter. So you gotta, if you want to go to the Super Bowl at the NFC, you got to go through Lambeau. Two seed to be the Saints. Three seed right now is the Seahawks. The fourth seed is up for grabs. If Washington wins Sunday night, they're in. If they lose, the Giants are in. My godforsaken Cowboys could not get the job done today to be in that position. Now watch the Eagles beat them. Watch the Eagles beat the Redskins and the Giants in the playoffs. Just watch what I tell you. Giants could be the Giants or Redskins would be the fourth seed. The fifth seed would be the Bucks. And the sixth seed would be the Rams. Would be the Rams, okay, uh, in the playoffs due to the Bears losing and them beating the Cardinals. And your seventh seed would be who? Huh? Your seventh seed. It ain't seventh seed. It's six. It's top six? Yeah. It's Make six. it? Okay, yeah, okay, six. okay, six. okay. I'm sorry. 
So let's talk about it, man. Who makes it to the NFC Championship game this year, Black? What we going with? Oh, uh, man. It's a little tougher in the, in the it NFC. It is. Um, it is. I'm looking like I... I over the holidays, we got holiday football. Christmas Day, yes, we did. able to get football. And um, on that Saturday, we were able to get football. And I'm sitting here looking at Tom Brady, man. How everything is just coming together at the right time. We was just kind of like questioning what he was doing. And losing back-to-back games against two, against two good teams. Mm-hmm. In the Rams and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. In the way they got manhandled. Mm-hmm. And... And now it seems like everything is coming together. Mm-hmm. I really think that Tampa Bay makes a lot of noise in the NFC. In, in the NFC. I got them going up against the Packers in uh, in the NFC because I don't. I think it's going to be hard to win in Lambeau in the snow because that's what it's going to be every game you go to Lambeau. It's going to be snow. It's going to be negative degrees, and I think Aaron Rodgers is playing great this year. Uh, he's on a mission. I think he's reminding people why he's still one of those great quarterbacks. For sure. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, Green Bay versus Tampa, and I'm going to pick Green Bay to get to the championship versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Okay. 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 Say what we talking about, man. Out of the NFC, who's uh, making it to the NFC Championship game this season? Ooh, my original pick was Tampa mm-hmm. to make it, but it looked like Aaron Rodgers ain't letting up. Um, and also. Shoot, I'm not gonna overlook the Saints because right. they own Tampa Bay too. Right. So um I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm gonna say Tampa and Green Bay, but I'm gonna say Green Bay is gonna make it to the Super Bowl. Green Bay making yeah. it to the Super just Bowl. Just the way they they just clicking right now. They're clicking. So we got uh Houston 35-31. Tennessee's in trouble. Tennessee in trouble with the Colts winning, beating the Jaguars 28-14. to So, we're going to watch that game a minute 50 left as it gets down. Second and goal on Houston 6. Second and goal on oh, yeah. Houston 6. So, they could punch in. We're going to pay attention to that. Uh, for me, I got the Buccaneers making it to the uh, NFC, cha- NFC Championship game. They had a big loss today. It looked like Mike Evans is gone. It looked like he tore something up in that knee. After doing, uh, after, I think his seventh straight season of 1,000 yards mm-hmm. receiving, he breaks the record. Incredible feat for him, and it sucks because he's hurt. He could barely walk Non-contact injury on too. that leg. So um, it looks like they're going to be without him, and it's going to suck because you need Mike Evans if you're going to win the Super Bowl. But the Bucks are loaded. <laughs> they are loaded all over the place, and I just don't see them skipping the beat. So I got the Bucks going to the NFC Championship game, and I want to pick Seattle. I want to pick Seattle because I love Russell. I just think he's a gamer, but... I just don't see nobody going up the Lambo. <laughs> I just don't see the Saints doing it. I don't see the Redskins or the Giants doing it. I don't I don't see nobody doing it. So I'm going to pick the Packers and make it to the NFC Championship game. And I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks and knock off um Green Bay in the NFC Championship game Ooh, because Tom cuz Tom Brady know about that weather too. Okay. Tom Brady ain't going to be afraid of that weather. He know about it, too. And I'm just going to go with Brady not to make mistakes. Rodgers is the better quarterback right now, but Brady don't make mistakes in these moments, and I'm going to ride with that. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl. Black, who wins the Super Bowl? (laughs) Kansas City, man. Say it. Who (laughs) wins the Super Bowl? Tampa. I'm picking my homeboy in the Chiefs. (laughs) To wrap it up and win the Super Bowl. So those are our picks going into uh, the playoffs, man. So, of course, we're going to be watching it and, 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 and seeing what goes down. 
a super wild card weekend next weekend. You got three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, playoff football all day long. Gotta love it. Games at one, four, and eight. If you're a football fan, which a lot of us are, we're going to have a great time next weekend enjoying wild card weekend. And real quick, I think Jalen Ramsey is a defensive player of the year uh, this year. And the reason I am saying that is I look at what he's done in Los Angeles and how many times he has not had the football thrown to his side. And also he traveled the most that he's ever traveled as a corner in his career this year. Sean McVay challenged him to travel all over the field, and he did that this year. And he gave up the least amount of touchdowns of any corner in the entire National Football League this season. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Jalen Ramsey is living up to his contract. He's living up to who he is, and I believe he should be the defensive player of the year. Go ahead, say, because I knew you would have something to say. Question: (laughs) You know what a cornerback's best friend is? What's that? A defensive line. Absolutely. (laughs) You know who plays on the defensive line for the Rams? I do. One Aaron Donald. Uh You got any stats for him? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I'm I ain't sure got you none. didn't. I ain't got I'm none. Sure How's Khalil none. Mack doing these days? He's not doing too well. <laughs> okay, then. That's all I have. He's not doing too well. He's not doing too well. All right. Thank you, Cedric, uh, for coming in with some of that info. All right, man. We're going to run through the National Basketball Association for a little bit, and then we're going to get out of here. ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. Because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But did it come out of your mouth accidentally? Is that what happened? Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. We- okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the NBA. Um, let's see. We haven't talked much about it because we were off for a couple of weeks, but the NBA is on and popping. So I just got a couple of things here. And, of course, we're going to start off with my, with our guys. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the king. LeBron James. All right, Black, let's talk a little bit about Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. Black, how do you think our Lakers are looking to start the season? Currently, the Lakers are the fourth seed in the wet. Well, tied for second, really, uh, with the Pelicans and the Clippers sitting at four and two. What do you think about the Lakers so far to start the season? Uh, Lakers looking good. It's still early, you know. Mm-hmm. I like what LeBron's doing. He got his first triple-double the other night, so mm-hmm. shout-out to him uh, on the first triple-double of the season so mm-hmm. far. Um, very impressed with how uh, they starting to mesh already together. You see mm-hmm. it. You see it on the court, and it's early. You know, that usually takes time when you have new faces uh, mm-hmm. on a team, but they're doing well. I'm very impressed with uh, 
uh, Struder. He's playing. He's yes. playing. He's in that starting role. He's playing, playing well. very well. Playing so well. impressed with that as well. And then with, with Trez and Kuz coming off the bench, seems like Kuz got a little more pop this year. Seems like he's he's doing well. He he looks different to me. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's playing with more uh, confidence mm-hmm. this year. So it's very. I'm very impressed to see what they're doing. It's still early. Got a lot of more basketball to go, but uh, no gripes for me so far. Yeah, Lakers are looking pretty good. Um, I was frustrated um, with their play. Um, who who did we lose? Not the Clippers, but that second game we lost. Dang, who did we lose to? I, I can't remember who we lost to in that second game. It wasn't the Spurs. I think we beat them twice. Oh, uh, Portland. Yeah, Portland. I was just frustrated watching them play Portland. I didn't look. I didn't like how Anthony Davis looked. I mean, I was just frustrated with them, man. But they came back and they got together winning two straight games um, against San Antonio Spurs sitting at four and two. But I like Schroeder, like what he's doing. I love the energy from Trez. We got three. We got four guys averaging 20 right now. Schroeder, Trez, AD, and LeBron. If that continues to happen, we won't lose at all. <laughs> um, I like the defense. And like you said, Black, I think Kyle Kuzma was being entered in the game earlier. I said last year I thought he was being thrown in later and later in the games. And he he's a player who needs to get in a rhythm so he could get going. But all in all, I like where we are with the Lakers uh with the Lakers all right now. Sitting at four uh in two tie for second in the West with the Pelicans and the Clippers. And uh, I believe we're playing right now. Uh the Lakers are playing against the Grizzlies, I believe, at this moment. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but it's very, very early. All right, Black, I got something to ask you, man. You remember when LeBron James was going to the NBA Finals with guys like me, you said, Smooth and Freddie Bricks on his team. Mm-hmm. He was continually going to the NBA Finals. And at that same time, Steph Curry was giving the world. He was giving great players. He was giving great coaching, great general manager. He was surrounded with a lot of people. And now the narrative has changed. Steph Curry is basically looks like in a losing situation with the Golden State Warriors because they don't look good at all. And now everybody's saying, oh, I feel bad for Steph. I feel bad for hmm. Steph. Oh, man, look at Steph. The Warriors are currently right now the 13th seed in the Western Conference sitting at two and three. I know we're very early in this season, but Black, I just want to say this and I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't feel bad for Steph Curry. Seth Curry is running up and down the court, shimmying with Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green at his side. When LeBron James is out there with Matthew Dellavedova and Channing Frye out there on his squad, and you're doing all of that and you're winning, when the table's getting turned around and now LeBron James with Anthony Davis and the powerful Los Angeles Lakers and the Warriors are trying to find themselves and we need to find out if Steve Kerr can really coach. Because y'all told me Steve Kerr was a great coach. I've been told y'all, we don't know yet. We don't know it. We saw what happened last year. Y'all gave him a pass. I didn't. We're seeing what happened right now. The, the, it's like they taking turns on the Warriors. Taking turns on them. So why do we feel bad for Seth Curry, but we laughed at LeBron James? Two-time MVP. Seth Curry is a unanimous MVP. Three-time world champion and has been deemed the best point guard in basketball for the past five to six seasons. I want to know why Steph Curry gets feel sorry for and LeBron James gets laughed at. Go ahead, Seth, since you must jump in the conversation. I think you're comparing apples and oranges. Mm. You said greatest point guard compared to the arguably greatest player to ever touch a basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's why. 
the there's laughing for LeBron and then people feeling sorry for Steph because mm. nobody ever seen Steph as this that dude. He's mm. a great player, but we're not gonna say Steph is when you compare the two careers. Who you like? What are we talking? Mm-hmm. So I think that's well, but that's not what I'm asking though. That's what that's my answer. Okay, Denver. <laughs> Tenfold. Black, anything on that black? Uh, I just think it's very enjoyable to me. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing Steph Curry stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing it because um, LeBron James is in a situation now where the tables are turned. Mm-hmm. And we seen him when the, ta- when, when the shoe was on the other th- foot we seen him succeed mm-hmm. he may never always come out on top mm-hmm. but he succeeded and always got his team there mm-hmm. with less mm-hmm. and we're not seeing that from these other guys mm-hmm. um they're being deemed uh elite type of players elite talent mm-hmm. it's easy to be elite when you have elite around you mm-hmm. you know again, and 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 lebron has always been elite but ne- have ne- has never had until I feel like this year in Miami, mm-hmm. elite around him. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't feel I don't I don't feel bad for Steph and them. Mm-mm. I I I wish I wish the Warriors can find a way to get together because I feel like they do have a nice young core. I do too. Together and and I feel like if they, like you said, can be coached up right, can he coach? They could potentially they could potentially mm. do something once they and once they get Draymond back. So I'm I'm oh I'm, he back. Oh, I didn't even know he was back. Yeah, he I'm back. sorry. So but. Um, I uh, I don't feel bad for them. Uh, they always had everything given to them and mm-hmm. drafted well and mm-hmm. was able to be in good situations. And now the tables are turned, so mm-hmm. I don't feel I don't feel no type of way to Steph Curry uh, being stuck in the mud right now. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And I I just wanted to know why. What's the difference? Two time MVP, baby face, one of the faces of this league. Y'all want to give him a pass? But y'all run the king's name through the dirt when he was going through what he was going through. By the way, going to nine straight NBA finals. But Seth Curry sitting here two and three to start the season, struggling. I just wanted to ask that question. All right, Black, couple, couple, couple more things in the NBA, then we're gonna wrap it up here. Black, are the Mavs any good? Man, it don't look like it. Oh, um, I know they just put a thumping on the Clippers, but oh God, other uh, about that. Other than that, man, the Mavs has has looked awful. I'm I'm kind of seeing what you was talking about, D. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Yoke, what's Luca? Luca looks out of shape, looks mm-hmm. slow. He don't look healthy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with Luca. Uh, I know I know it was sh- uh, shortened off season. So I don't know, man. They, and they just don't have the pieces, man. They don't have the pieces that they had. They lo- they lost some key players in the uh, in the off season. So that may have something to do with it as well, but. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Mavs. Me either, man. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them either. I mean, what's going on? What's going on sitting at two and three? And they had that lopsided victory knocking the Clippers around 51 points. Biggest victory in NBA history, by the way. But I don't think the Mavs, they are very close to looking like they might not make the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. The pieces aren't there. Luka is out of shape. He's out of shape. He is. We seen it on Christmas Day. We saw it on Christmas Day. He's not going to be able to keep up like that. And now he truly is the man until they get KP back. And we don't know when he's coming back. So they look, excuse me, they don't look good at all. But what about the Milano Hawks, man? Uh-huh. Uh, 
<laughs> what I told you before the season started, Black. What about yeah. them Hawks? Atlanta, Atlanta doing their thing, man. I, yeah. I, I like. I, I, I peeked in on that game against the Nets, man, and yeah. the Nets, the Nets can't stop anybody. Mm-mm. They can score, but they can't stop nobody. But mm-hmm. shout out to Atlanta, man. Like those young guys are really coming together. Look like they mm-hmm. meshing already. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I, be, and I honestly believe Rondo has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And um. Uh, Trey Young, he's he's doing his thing, man. Already, he's mm-hmm. doing his thing. So shout out to them. Oh, what what only what two losses on the season so far? Yeah, and sitting at four and two, doing. tied so, for second in the East. Yeah, so what they're doing is 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 big, and that's one of the teams that you picked to to yeah. be yeah. you know a standout team this year. So yeah. shout out to Atlanta Hawks on doing big things so far. I love what I'm saying. I haven't missed a game. Those two next games were great. When Kyrie and Trey was going at it in the fourth quarter, it was so entertaining, bro. It was so entertaining. I think the Hawks, man, they're gonna make the playoffs. They are a young, fun team, man. And 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 Trey Young, like he's taking that next step. A lot of young pieces around. Love the coaching. Uh, the Hawks are very, very fun to watch. Um, let's see what else we got. The Brooklyn Nets, Black Brooklyn Nets. What have you seen from KD and Kyrie? How do they look to you? How do the Nets look to you as they sit three and three? Right now in the Eastern Conference, uh, like I just said, they look good offensively, mm-hmm. but defensively, I think we're we're seeing already the uh, the loss of Dinwiddie is 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 hurting yeah. them defensively early with, on with him being that long, lengthy defender that they have, yep. and uh, we seeing that on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, they mesh well together; they play mm-hmm. well together. Kyrie seems like he didn't got bigger, stronger. He does to really help him, you know, handle. Uh, handle going into the paint, you mm-hmm. know, and getting hit and knockdowns. But in KD, he just looks like KD. Like it seems like every time he shoot the ball, it's going in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's don't seem like he really missing a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's very impressive coming. It's very impressive coming off that injury. And a lot of people said it like he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. He's not the one that has to go to the rim. He shoots the ball, so we're seeing that from him. But defensively, I think that's going to hurt them and stop them. From doing some of the things they want to do as far as uh, the playoffs and uh, winning a championship. Yeah, they came out guns blazing to start the season. Three and no guns blazing. KD Kyrie offensively they they look great. Then they lost Dinwiddie, and we've seen the effect of like back like Black just said. We're seeing the effect of his loss being that six man leading that unit coming off and averaging twenty points before he went down. And then with his loss for they said I read that he could he could return, but it's unlikely. That he'll return from the ACL. He has a partially torn ACL. So I don't know what that really means. If I had to guess him being a young player, he won't come back. They got to make sure he is good to go. But the next two looks still look good, but they're sitting at three and three. The Cleveland Cavaliers have a better record than them right now. <laughs> That's kind of alarming, but I know we're young, young in this season um, in the NBA. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely want to touch on the NBA. We definitely want to touch some things. Black, you did say you have something to say about the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, what you got on the uh, on Philly, Yeah, uh, man, uh, I, I just want to get them a big up on being tied for the best record in the league. Mm-hmm. We had questions about uh, the 76ers with Ben Simmons and Bede, but uh, some of the pieces that they added around them are paying dividends, mm-hmm. adding, uh, adding Seth Curry and, and then adding uh, trading for – Danny Green, mm-hmm. obviously Danny Dwight Green, Howard. Dwight Howard. See, obviously Danny Green has found his shot in Philly, you know. <laughs> so um, shout out to them and Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. Look like he may be the answer in Philadelphia, you know. With those guys, they're they, they're doing well, and uh, I like what I'm seeing from them. So as the season go on, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on 
close eye on the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Philly's starting the season strong. They starting the season strong, sitting at 5-1 tie for the best record in the NBA, uh, along with my other surprising team, the Phoenix Suns, who are sitting 5-1 as well. All right, man, so that's going to wrap up everything, man. We just want to talk a little bit of NBA before we get out, and we'll wrap up the NBA as college football uh, comes to uh, an end. Uh, we're going to get into some other news, man, and then we are going to get out of your hair because y'all are probably tired of listening to us. All right, real quick, Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia? It looks like it. All reports are leading towards Carson Wentz asking for his release or to be traded from the Philadelphia Eagles and the first team that is linked to getting Carson Wentz? The Indianapolis Colts. Mm. It's been widely reported that if the Colts don't make the playoffs, Black, if you can look to see what's going on with their uh, Tennessee and Houston game, Phillip Rivers says... If he doesn't uh, get to the playoffs, he will retire. He Titans will. won 41 to 38. Wow. So there you have it. Tennessee is in. They win the AFC South. And it looks like Phillip Rivers is getting ready to ride off into the sunset. Maybe opening up a door to bring in Carson Wentz. All right. Um, Jets, they got a big decision to make. They already their brass is already thinking what should they do? They're expected to fire Adam Gase, but do they trade Sam Donald? And do they pick up Justin Fields? It's a big debate that they're having. A lot of insiders say that the Jets like how Sam Donald performed late in the year, getting those two wins, getting those two wins against the Rams and Cleveland back-to-back. Um, it looks like, did the Jets win today or did they lose? Oh, they lost today. They lost they today. Lost 28-14 to New England. Okay, there it is. So the Jets got a big, big decision to make. All right, last but not least, man, we want to give a rest in peace, man, and a, a, a ring of the bell uh, to uh, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. If you're a big, big wrestling fan, man, you knew who this man was. He was a pivotal, pivotal character uh, with the Wyatt family. When we first saw him and, and, and seen what he can do, former Intercontinental, Intercontinental Champion, former Tag Team Champion, um, just just was huge in WWE with the Wyatt family, and then he went on to AEW and became Brody Lee, and was one of the faces of that organization. Of that organization, like mm-hmm. along with Jericho and 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 um, uh, what's my man name? Chris Jericho. No, not, I just said that Jericho. Oh, okay. And what's what's my other dude name that was with the Shield? Um, uh, Dean Ambrose, where they call him. Uh, I forgot his. Name I forgot his AEW <laughs> name. Please forgive us, wrestling fans, that don't tear us down. But Brody Lee was one of those key contributors, and he unexpectedly passed away uh, last weekend, man. And I watched the um, the uh, tribute episode, and it was beautiful, man. Like they had his family there. They let WWE personnel speak on his behalf on their show okay. like it was a it was a it was a big thing and they brought his former tag team partner eric rowan to aew to celebrate him like he he worked for the wwe man and he was big. in the middle of the ring celebrating and they did a lot of cool things man they gave his uh tnt championship belt to his son and they signed his son to a contract with aew and as soon as he is you know old enough and he wants to wrestle he already has a job with aew when he gets older. So I remember Luke Harper. I remember Brody Lee. We just want to give out a rest in peace. But you got anything on? Yeah, man. Brody just want to say rest in peace. Uh, like D said, like when we first seen him, he was with the uh, Wyatt family with him and uh, him and uh, Bray Wyatt and, and their little thing they had. It was it was it was fun to watch. So and, and it grabbed my attention as well. So just want to say rest in peace, you know, um, 
to Brody. I mean to Brody Lee to Luke Harper. Um, just it's just it's just a sad day for him for his for for his family uh, to lose him so quickly. But rest in peace uh, to Luke Harper. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Before we get out of here, we have a major announcement to make. I'm pretty sure all you guys know we have a champion in the Reduce Lunch Fantasy Football League. And a lot of people called it fluke. A Luke. lot of people, a lot of people just was disgusted oh, that man. our very own black won the Reduce Lunch oh, Fantasy League Championship. Black, talk to the people. You are the reigning and defending champion of the sports desk fantasy league. Man, it just feels so good, man. You know, I put in a lot of work in this in this very hard and difficult league that we have. For sure, for sure. Not much on the waiver wire. You just basically have to roll with what you drafted. Pretty much. And I came through. You did. I came through. I came from behind like a bullet. You did. Like a bullet. So shout out to Josh <laughs> Allen. And shout out to all my players who came through for me. Most importantly, Josh Allen, because Josh Allen ran a lot of people down this yes, season. Yes, he did, boy. So shout out to him. I just want to ask Sid, why is it fluke that I won? I don't, I don't understand why is it fluke. Can I get that Boogie Cousins clip played <laughs> real quick? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But did it come out of your mouth accidentally? Is that what happened? Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody's behind this. I'm going to find out. But nah, it was fun. Frustrating and fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he, he said Josh Allen, but you got to. Derek Henry. I just looked Yo, at Yo, and Derek Henry, Derek too. Henry I'm sorry. 2,000 yards this year. Yeah. He won me a lot of weeks too. So yeah, he didn't want to trade him to me. So yeah, that's why I was fluke. Yeah, yeah, okay. man. But yeah, a- man. I'm looking. I'm go looking ahead, forward to it, man. Yeah. It feels good to be the champ. You know, held the belt on my on my shoulder. Yeah. To remind everybody, and I'm definitely looking forward to defending my title next year when the when the league goes down to like. 12 mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. that's going to be more that's going to be even more interesting because you can do a lot more on the yes, waiver wire yep. so I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to defending my title next year <laughs> my opponent I'm sorry my guy for running you down I know when uh, Alvin Kamara got off for of 56 points for you you thought you had it locked up on Christmas night yeah on Christmas night and I you know what sir I thought you probably did too yeah, but. Black called me. Black called me like, bro, he jumping out 51 out the gate, bro. It ain't looking good, bro. And yeah, man, I just looked up. I was I talked. I was talking to D, and yeah. I was like, bro, I got. I, I think I got something happening here. I got yeah. 15 from a kicker. Yeah. And then, if I'm not mistaken, uh, somebody else got me like 28 points or something like that. Because Henry didn't get you nothing. Henry didn't get me Beasley? nothing. It wasn't Cole Beasley. Either. It was a receiver though. I had, but I had, I had. Uh, I had Michael Gallup on the bench with 30, and he yeah. was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But he was eating. It, he was eating, but I can't remember who it was who I had. Somebody else had, like, over 25 points for me as well. But I got it done, man. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I told myself going into this season that I was going to be in that playoff, and if I can get in that playoff, I was going to make a run, and, sir, I did that. You absolutely did, man. So we the just number want- four seed. Yes, the sir. number four seed. Yes, sir. So we want to give a huge <laughs> congratulations to our very own Black for winning the Reduced Lunch Action Sports Fantasy League. And we will be doing it again next year. Much smaller league. 
I mean, my God, was it difficult, man, when you had injuries <laughs> to try to get somebody. Uh, quarterback, wide receiver, Even, it was uh, tough. Just people sitting out with COVID. I, I yeah, took some L's too. like that too. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was tough. It was man, tough. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. But next year, we're going to dumb it down. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw Fred on the bus. He wanted this huge, large league. Thought it'd be a lot of fun. But next year, Fred, we ain't doing that. <laughs> All right. So the people who made the playoff, they'll get the first invite. If you made the playoffs this year, you would get the first invite to come back next year. And then after that, you know, we'll fill it in however it goes. So we look forward to doing that. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up this show. Uh, Thank you for listening to us once again. We really appreciate all your support Um, each and every time uh, we do this show. And uh, me and Black will be doing the live reactions. We'll be doing the live reactions, posting them on Instagram, putting them on Twitter as well. So when we see major sports things happen, instead of waiting and uh, recording the episode of the Sports Desk, we're going to put it out on Instagram. And then throughout the week, you might get three or four episodes from the Sports Desk. We're going to be doing a lot of quick shows if information happens. So that's how we're going to be upping it uh, this year with the Sports Desk. Like ESPN do it. Fox Sports 1 do it. Well, guess what? The Sports Desk is doing it too. So you'll be getting a lot of information and getting our thoughts on everything. So once again, I'm your man, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Black. Yeah, man. Very excited, man. New year. Looking forward to big, bigger and better things here at the sports desk. Like D said, live reactions. Like having that, I I enjoy doing that. I'm not used to being on camera a whole lot, but it it, it feels good to put something out there to to let our fans know we are watching we are watching sports and we we have uh, opinions on what we what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be giving y'all a lot of that, a lot of that. Like D said, just going to be coming with coming with a a lot more content and putting out there for our listeners and everyone that loves the show. And we appreciate y'all. Big things going, big things in 2021. Y'all watch out for uh, the sports desk and the re- reduced lunch as a whole. Yes. y'all watch out yes. uh, for reduced lunch as a whole. Big things in 2021. Absolutely, we would love we we would love to uh, you know just. Every single day do an episode, man. But, you know, we're going to work towards, like, upping the content. Capo. Yes. Thank you for being here once again, man. Really, all season long with college football, you've been rocking rocking with your boys. Uh, we just appreciate you, bro, coming in and contributing to our show. Uh, anything out there for uh, your, your listeners out there who enjoy you? Because you do got a couple of people who, yeah, y'all need to keep him on every week. Oh, okay. I yeah, appreciate yeah. y'all. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but I go just, ahead. <laughs> uh, appreciate y'all boys having me. Thank yes, you sir. all for listening. Yes, sir. Um, and we here. We're looking for looking forward to uh, another wonderful year. Yes. Lord willing. And absolutely. I'm just thank y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Be careful. And thank y'all for listening once again. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. <laughs>